And I was like, again, no one else knows how to write. <laughs> Please. Please. Jonghan. I love that in this, like, <laughs> AU, Weatherby hasn't gone through puberty. Yeah. Jonghan. Please. Hello and welcome to our Riverdale podcast brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 26-year-old actor and artist. I like brooding anti-heroes, feminist agendas, and I remember way too many details that no one else cares about. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. And our fun fact of this episode is, if you were trying to help rebuild Riverdale, what business would you open? And I said bookshop because mm-hmm. I like books. But then Brittany was like, mm, bookshops are obsolete in 2021. And to that I say, luckily Riverdale lives outside of time, even though it is 2021. <laughs> Unless it, is it isn't. eternally 2021. Unless it isn't because Jughead said it's been almost a year. So does that mean it's 2022 now? Because that was at the beginning of September. That's possible. It doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to say a bookshop anyway. Okay. Or maybe, like, a game store. Like, board games or, like, video games? Both? Both. Yeah, that sells. All right. So, sell G&G dice. I like that, actually. <laughs> like, a little, like, a... a uh, I would immediately get arrested for perpetuating G&G. 100%. And my name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 32-year-old artist and writer. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting to be interesting and talking about my cat. And my joke answer that I genuinely think would be profitable in Riverdale is a costume shop. <laughs> yes, oh, for sure. They always have costumes on in this friggin' place. Or like a Kinko's. Explain? Completely different energy, but okay. That makes sense. You're right. Like a print shop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see They're that. always making flyers and like t-shirts. 100%, and, like... you're right. Uh, there's a lot of direct printing going on there. Yeah. You're making some very good points. My other actual answer is a coffee shop. That was my answer. Uh-oh! Uh, I can I can pick something Pops. else. I've got no, 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 no. Like go, ahead. go ahead. That's true. I've got business ideas all day for Riverdale that don't involve a casino or a jewelry shop in a town that is falling apart. <laughs> you know, I definitely think um, franchising, like a popular um, store, would also work. Like opening up a Walmart would be really smart. Mm-hmm. You know, something that will allow people to buy things. Also, a hardware store. Mm. You got to rebuild the whole town; it burned down. Hardware store. Archie is your You're top customer. Very good point. I know. So yeah, that's you what order all his Andrews construction supplies from you, and all his printing supplies from me because I also own the print shop with Robin. <laughs> we own the print shop. Mm. You and me own the coffee shop. Right. I own all the businesses in Riverdale. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) My name is Samantha Coley. I'm a 28-year-old television critic. I like over-40s OTPs and making playlists. I'm on Twitter at Sam Casey's where you can find me yelling about television and fangirling middle-aged actresses. Yeah, my my initial instinct when I came up with this question was an ice cream store, but it's not. It's chilly in Riverdale, so no. Fair enough. I don't know. Ice cream does really well here. Yeah. It's the same climate. That's true. Like, especially, like, artisanal ice cream. Mm-hmm. It's the same climate. <laughs> I mean, it's the it, same place. Yeah. But no, I think a coffee shop slash, like, internet cafe would Ooh, be good. For so. people to do their illicit activities. <laughs> Wait, I got it. A specialty umbrella store. People in Riverdale need umbrellas. It rains a lot there. That's it's true. Thank you've you. either got the Cheryl Blossoms who need, like, a really specific red umbrella, or, like, you've got Jughead who's like, it's just any umbrella is fine. Exactly. <laughs> So it's like, you you got your regular ones in the front, and your fancy ones in the back. I've got so many business ideas for Riverdale. (laughs) Today we have words to say about episode 519 of Riverdale, Riverdale, R.I.P. Maybe? (laughs) It's really 
stupid name. I thought that the episode was good. I think the title is horrible. Yeah. And I don't know why it happened or what happened there. Yeah, so in regards to the title, I don't even know what the deal with this is. I really didn't like the title. It makes no sense. How do you even say that? R.I.P. question mark? Well, what about the parentheses? I don't know. It's stupid. (laughs) Um, It's bad. It's just bad. Alright, Brittany, Tudor Boot. I'm gonna give it a two as an episode, as a series, as a season finale to a very confusing season. I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. As an episode to as a season finale, Newt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think we feel the same way. Yeah. As a episode two, for sure. Mm-hmm. As a season finale, I feel like they've done worse. They have done worse, but you gotta think of it in the context of what the season has been mm-hmm. and what it does retroactively to the season. I liked that there was a cliffhanger. They don't really do cliffhangers ever. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I liked that. I don't know. Definitely a toot as an episode, though. Yeah, as an episode, it's good. Mm -hmm. So like we've said in the past few episodes, we are going to be doing this chronologically, obviously, because it's a finale and you kind of gotta. And I did the summary for the first part. Okay, you can. It's been almost a year since the core four came back to Riverdale and crazy stuff has once again been happening. Reggie didn't pass the stockbroker exam, so he asks Veronica about starting a casino. She says she's moving back to New York. Archie drinks in the white worm and Betty joins. He says Jackson has gone back home. Betty is an FBI agent again, but she missed graduation. Weatherby asks Jughead if he'll supervise some students who want to restart the blue and gold. Veronica tells her friend over FaceTime that she's coming back, but he says not to because people don't really care for her since she's a murderer. (laughs) (laughs) Cheryl and Britta are still mining for palladium because Cheryl apparently needs it for the ministry. Archie surprises Betty with a graduation celebration with all her friends. Later, Betty tells Veronica that she's staying in Riverdale. Jug and Tabitha go out and finally eat at the Italian place. Frank asks Alice about how she's feeling and implies that he'd like to maybe take her on a date, and he's just a nervous guy about it, you know? (laughs) We see a ghoulie going into Pops. That can't be good. At the restaurant, Tabitha asks Jug if he wants to move in with her, but then they get a call that Pops is on fire! The firefighter team are totally ready to go, but their tires have been slashed. How is Tabitha going to tell Pop? They know it was a ghoulie, but they think it was probably on Hiram's orders. They immediately go and arrest him, but they don't have any evidence, so he'll almost certainly get off. Jughead teaches the class about journalism, and they bring up the... The fact that the Lodge Ledger is super biased. Betty suggests that they search Hiram's office to try and pin him down for literally any crime, not even necessarily this one. Meanwhile, Tony and Fangs are torturing the ghoulie for info. That's someone's parents. (laughs) (laughs) And he gives up that it was Hiram. Tony thinks it was crazy of him to attack the serpents like that, but he doesn't care about the serpents. No one takes them seriously anymore. They're having babies. They're having babies. As if the Serpent King from before didn't have two babies. You can't procreate in this house. <laughs> right. But go off, I guess. Actually, Excuse me. <laughs> Three. Oh, that's so true. Only he just didn't know about one of them. Yeah. Um, Ghoulies actually um, procreate by just, like, splitting up. Splitting. You know, <laughs> yeah. Sexually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hiram is offering the ghoulies the town back. At Hiram's office, Veronica discovers that Hiram has incorporated Sodale so that he can put Riverdale inside of its borders and then take over the town again! Wow. And that's part one. His only hobby. Yeah. So they say it's been almost a year since they've come back to Riverdale, and they've confronted their scariest monsters, which is themselves. Ooh. Which, of course, reminds me of uh, Betty's... Uh, night gallery portrait, which is that she herself is the monster. Can I just say, I know I gave this episode a toot, mm-hmm. and, like, I did that because of, like, stuff actually happened. Yeah. Well, then and it, I wasn't it's back mi- on track. And I wasn't miserable. Yeah. yeah. But the 
all of the dialogue for this episode sounds like this is something I have to say because this is a season finale and I have to tell you a bunch of information. Oh, yeah, it's all- it's Every all, single line. It's can info dumping. It's all info dumping. You know how you can always tell? How? Because Roberto wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he watches the first episode of the season, and then he writes one and two, and then he comes back for the finale, and he just picks up from where he was writing those first two. Yeah, it's like he, he you know, he's a showrunner, so he decides what happens, but he doesn't actually, like, read the scripts. <laughs> I mean, he can't, right? Yeah. If if Roberto said, I read the scripts, I'd be more disappointed in him. <laughs> so he's like, well, not all of us survived, but we were not thriving. Um, and so then Reggie comes to Veronica. He didn't pass the exam. And she's like, that's okay. You can take it again. Mm-hmm. And he's like, mm, I feel uncomfortable with rejection and failure. And so I'd like to do something else instead. And I can't help but relate to that. Yeah, I no, I get that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he wants to open a casino instead, and I'm like, does does not Elio Grande's family have that down pat? What do you think happened to them? I don't know. Or were they, like, just outside of town or something? I don't like, think they I were like in Riverdale. Yeah. The whole thing with Elio was that his family had casinos. Yeah, I don't think it was in Riverdale, though. Yeah, yeah I think I think it was in other places, mm-hmm. and they used Elio for their, like, underground Right. Thing. I think whatever Elio has going on is definitely no longer in Riverdale. Yeah. I just wanted to say, every time I saw Elio, I was like, what? This kind of again? Ugh. But yeah. I'd love to see now Elio again. Of Elio. Now I think it's funny that if they bring back people, because it's been seven years, so I'm like, <laughs> bring back the randoms, please. Please. I want this rapist man back. Was Elio? Elio was a rapist? I thought that was Nick. Was Elio also a rapist? Was he? I have no idea. <gasps> I fully hold on. I'm pretty sure Elio tried something, didn't he? Are you sure you're gonna say he's a rapist or just a criminal? I think he was I think just you're a thinking criminal. of Nick. No, I know who Nick is, but for some reason I thought that Elio tried something with Veronica. I think maybe he just tried to like, I don't know, grab her ass or something. But it might it, you know what? It might be that. Yeah. Still shitty. Maybe he just gave me the vibes. Could be. Yeah, it doesn't look like he ever tried anything terrible with her. Okay. It says that he is shown to be violent when things don't go his way, though. Okay, so it must have been the vibes that I picked mm-hmm. up on. See, Elio himself had a proposal for a casino with Veronica. Yes, I remember this. Strange. Well, because nothing on Riverdale is new. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Because they're cursed, you see. Oh, of course. <laughs> you know, we did always say they were, it was cyclical. I know. I think there's there's a lot of things in this episode that, like point to things that we've said in the past, which I think is kind of cool. Oh, it really? I'm just realizing how much of this we actually did see coming in the past. Also, Brittany's yeah. Twitter username and thing that she uses all the time turns out to be Britta's full name. Yeah. Okay, whatever Riverdale writer is, like, listening to our podcast. Hi. Hi! Yeah. Hi! Thank you for the honor. I hope it's not Roberto. Sorry I, <laughs> sorry I made fun of you earlier. If it is Roberto, can you please clarify the timeline? Yeah. You're driving me crazy. <laughs> I'm begging you, dude. So, uh, Reggie's like, we sure had fun doing games out of the speakeasy, except he calls it Labonwi. <laughs> yeah, um... <laughs> Instead of saying Labonwi, he calls it Labonwi. <laughs> and, he's, and he's right for that. I'm like, why you got him out here being all wee-poo-poo about it? Uh, wee-poo-poo? Uh, poop-a-scoop? Uh, scoop-a-poop. Like, Veronica, you're looking straight at him. You said it so much. Somebody... 
Somebody correct this man. You know what? French is a deeply weird language. We let's just let him, let's let him get away with it. So Veronica says, ah, I can't. Sh- I'm going back to New York. And he's like, well, what about Archie? Except he calls him Carrot Top, which is great. And she's like, oh, we broke up. And he's like, hmm, I'm gonna remember that for later. Hmm. But she gives him, like, eyes, like, mm-mm, so... Okay, but, like, literally, <laughs> it's that moment from Dumb and Dumber mm-hmm. where Jim Carrey's like, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> That's Reggie. Yeah, He's fully. got a chance. Fully. So Archie's day drinking at the White Worm and Betty joins him, and Archie says that he was drinking with Jackson, who just moved back home, and you know what? That's okay. At least he's not dead. I didn't want him to be dead. I like, yeah. they just, like, undid the entire season. They were like, Jackson, he's going exactly. now. Exactly. There's so much of this episode that's just like, so anyway, you know, they're bringing Barchi back like it was at the beginning, yeah. and like, there's just so much that it's like, why did we even do this? They erased yeah, it's very that. The entire season. Like, for anyone who listens to us and, like, is also watching, the only thing that mattered from this season, Tabitha and Jughead hooked up. Yeah. Cheryl's a witch. Chad's dead now. At the beginning, she was married to Oh, Chad, yeah, Veronica was not. married, but now she's murdered her husband. Yeah. That's literally it. Polly's and dead. Everything's and the same. Dead. But even then, like, Polly was never around, so if you didn't notice, you'd be like, oh, I wonder what Polly's doing. Anyway. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Right, and Pop's back, too. Yeah, Pop's back, like, Betty and Archie are back on, Jughead's not with Betty, Alice is back with some guy with a beard. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, they're all still teachers. Yeah. Betty's an FBI agent again. Yeah. <laughs> they're all back in Riverdale. Nothing yeah. happened this season. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, well, we're happy for Jackson. We'll see him again. And I'm like, great. You know what? I, I love when they bring back people from the past. It's my favorite thing. So thank you. You're kidding. I don't think we were just talking about that. <laughs> um. So Archie actively tells Betty that he and Veronica aren't dating anymore. And he says, for good this time. Whoa. Uh, those are some big words. If... If they were always going to do this, I got I got to ask, why did you make me watch them frickle frackle Again. frackle in Again. such a graphic way like two episodes ago? Yeah. I didn't want to see that with my own two eyes. Uh-uh. So he's like, so this is one of the things that uh, I think that they got specifically from us uh, because we have literally used these words. Yes. And he said, oh, why did you break up? Well, it's been seven years. We're different people. We became different people. Mm-hmm. Is I that, love our delusions. Is that a totally uh, uh, thing that we specifically said? No. But those are words that we use. I, I am Multiple times. I mean, I'm so delusional that I'm like, yeah, you know what? Whatever we say, it ends up on Riverdale. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Curdle, Dr. Curdle Jr., Full flashback episode about what happened to Dr. Curdle Sr. Dr. Yeah, Curdle he Jr. killed him because he's a trash bag killer. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay, but like when we say it, it manifests. We we single-handedly manifested Fralis out of thin air. We sure did. We True. pulled that out of our asses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did. And now it's real. Mm -hmm. So he's like, oh, I'm reopening Andrew's construction. And she's like, well, we'll we'll still be neighbors for a while because I am also reopening the Riverdale FBI office that Charles used to work in. And I am now Special Agent Betty Cooper officially because before she was like just in training or whatever. But we were like, didn't you quit? But I guess she got her job back and promoted for catching all those dudes. I guess so. Again, we're just right back at the beginning. Don't worry about it. They're really like putting a lot of like... They, they're, they're making us assume a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm also episode. like, take that, Glenn. True. Yeah, Glenn. Screw you, Glenn. I know that, you know, Betty gets that call from the trash bag killer, and the trash bag killer's like, I'm not coming after you anymore, so don't come after me, okay? If I was Betty, I'd be like, oh, I'm not gonna come after you. But maybe Glenn will! Yeah. <laughs> and then get Glenn to do it. I love that TBK was like, Betty, don't come after me. That would... the. F- <laughs> Hello? Yeah. The first thing you do is then go after him. Yeah. Of course. So she missed graduation, but she did get her diploma, and he's like, oh, really interesting, but 
uh, apparently he already knew because then they go to the like little surprise party that that he brought her to. Mm-hmm. Good acting, not not just from KJ because I know that KJ is a pretty talented actor, um, but from Archie. Okay, but I just I totally say, didn't, I didn't expect it. How did he arrange for them to be at the same bar? Okay, I don't know. Riverdale only has one bar, Brittany. How did they, but how did he know she would go day drinking? How did he know she'd be there? Yeah, we don't know. No. We don't know. Yeah, Listen, I got, know these questions. You got me there. <laughs> these questions don't need asking. I just think it's funny to point it out. Yeah, like, subtextually, off screen, this was not explained at all, but what he did was he text, texted her white worm eye emoji, and that's mm, what happened. Good. I don't know. Okay. Roberto's, like, listening to this, and he's like, oh, wow, I'm really bad at continuity. Like, <laughs> yes, you are. Mm-hmm. You are, bestie. So then he's like, I'll pay for the next round. And she's like, okay, thanks. So in the next scene, Weatherby's asking Jughead to come back, even though literally, like, two episodes ago, he was like, Jughead, you You're are fired. a disgraced teacher. <laughs> Jughead, what are you even doing? You're on probation. <laughs> and I was like, Jughead, no one else knows how to write. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Please. Betty wouldn't do it because she's joined the FBI again. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Jonghead. I love that in this, like, <laughs> AU, Weatherby hasn't gone through puberty. Yeah. Jonghead. Jonghead. Please. So, the students, there are some students that want to restart the blue and gold, and he says none of the teachers have the bandwidth to do it. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, because there's two teachers. This is a really great vocab word if Tony didn't then use it again later. Yeah. Oh, they do this oh, every time now. Sad. And I'm like, I didn't notice the first time. And when Tony said it, I was like, ooh, good word. Interesting. And then when I was rewatching today, I was like, you, but you used it already. Yeah. You can't be using the same, the same, like, uh, rare-esque word in one episode, you like, know? I would say that Riverdale in the CW is a show where young writers go to cut their teeth. But this but is Roberto. I know that young writers are better than this, <laughs> and this guy is already an established writer. Yeah. Yep. So Jughead's like, yeah, I'm in, because he needs a job, and he likes writing things, and uh, knowing things above people. Mm-hmm. Which is why I teach as well. <laughs> And also, you like bringing home stories of insane things that kids do. That's true. Uh, so, Veronica FaceTimes her friend, Cameron. Sure. Uh, I don't think we knew of this man beforehand, but whatever. Um, and he's like, listen, uh, we don't really want to hang out with you because you liter- literally murdered Chad, and you're literally smiling right now as you're talking about it. Like, no offense, though. <laughs> like, that's creepy. And she's like, oh my god, it was self-defense! Hello! Which is, which is how they're explaining away the fact that she's not going to actual jail. Yeah, she's not, jail. In, she's not in prison for it. Are you gonna go to court for this? Like, you have to prove that it was self-defense. And no. he was And he was on the ground. You, like, point-blank shot- Well, he was on the ground. <gasps> Deadass! Like, I don't know. And, and Smithers no, was a witness. <laughs> no, literally, Smithers- Smithers and Veronica, when, um, Tom shows up, they they go both go, he slipped. <laughs> Death occurred by accident. He shot himself. I don't know. It was, like, it was so weird. He slipped and fell, and the gun just, like, wound up, like, directly over his face, and then he pulled the trigger. That's so weird. That's weird mm-hmm. it happened that way. And Tom's like, okay, whatever. Yeah, Tom's like, fine, <laughs> yeah. So they're now calling her the Black Widow of Wall Street instead of the She-Wolf, and she's like, oh, no! And I'm like, um, that's, that's better. A, that's <laughs> a sounds way so much cooler. name. All right, you guys, so just a heads up, our fire alarm is about to go off. The fire alarm in our building. What you're about to hear takes place over about 10 minutes of us choosing not to evacuate. Uh, Just wanted to give you a heads up, didn't want to scare anybody. If you really don't like the sound, that's completely understandable, and I will put in the description a spot where the sound stops um, so that you can move on to us talking about Riverdale again. All right, thanks. 
So he's like, uh, call me again in six months. And she's like, uh, I could open a whole casino by then. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, she's like, oh, I only have six months. Is that the trucking fire alarm? To the patio. I'd rather just die. Robin Elizabeth. I'm gonna go down in a blaze like Archie and Betty. <laughs> oh, it stopped. Yeah, you've been in the hallway. In the hallway, but so they're working on shutting it off. Okay, so we don't have to evacuate. No, no, no. I can't tell whether to evacuate or not. I'm not doing it. Because we have to take the stairs. I'm not doing that. My favorite thing about people in high rises is when a fire alarm goes off and we all just wait to see whether or not we'll die. Yeah. Like, I don't hear fire trucks. There they are. But if it's not happening in our units, what does that mean? That means we're probably fine. of that we're back <laughs> um, oh my god that must sound wild yeah <laughs> what i was going to say is that veronica is genuinely going to try and go back to new york in six months and so at the end when they're telling her hey next month come back to the meeting with more stuff that's why she ignores it she's like i only have six months i gotta i gotta, I gotta do this real yeah. quick i think that's stupid <laughs> So we see Cheryl and Britta in the mines, and Cheryl's just sitting there while Britta's doing hard labor. And I'm like, Cheryl, are you making Britta? Like, is this right? Is this okay? But then it was like, no, because it's fine because it's Britta's choice to do it, and it's like good exercise for football. And I was like, okay. I'm like, sure. Although I am a little bit worried because I think that Britta is a little bit like a lot with Cheryl. She continues to call her like Miss Blossom. She's following her around, doing all these crazy things. And I'm worried that she's, like, so attached to Cheryl as, like, the first person who, like, looks like her and is also gay and blah, 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 that she'll, like, do anything Cheryl wants. So I'm like, I really do hope that this actually is her choice. I think it is. But also, she doesn't have anywhere else to go, so. Yeah. 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 And she keeps calling her Miss Blossom. Like I said, I'm like, is Cheryl making her call her Miss Blossom? Because I hate that. Like, No. I think that's just something Brit is doing. That's also a sign of respect. Like, she's much older than her and like yeah i don't know i mean i guess i'm not cheryl and thank god but if i was like taking in a teenager and i was like just in my mid-20s i would certainly just want them to call me by my name i think it's probably a like a teacher like thing which is maybe foreshadowing to the fact that she's trying to open a school yeah well also she works at riverdale high yeah although britta isn't part of her class but yeah yeah she's a she's an teacher yeah yeah i agree so she's like, we need palladium for the ministry because it's the tie between the physical and spiritual worlds. Since when? Why? I don't know. Who's to say? Who made You made that up. <laughs> you made that up. <laughs> and so she's like, we should probably go because we don't want to be late for the surprise. 
And we're like, what surprise? And then they'll tell us. So Archer brings Betty to the El Royale, I think. But then I was like... I think it's the rec center. I was like, yeah, that's the El Royale. Oh, right. They're like combined. Yeah. Yeah. El Royale, question mark. Firehouse, question mark. FBI office, question mark. I couldn't... Anywhere that isn't burned, question mark. Who has an elevator? I've never seen an elevator in any of these places before. I think it is the, the same place that they had the office when Charles worked there. Yeah. So that's where, that's where she is. That's what I think. Okay. I just like deeply couldn't tell what building they were in. Because I think it's supposed to look like they've, they're mid expanding it. Mm, okay, cool. Because there are unfinished walls. Yeah. Okay, sure. So it's for a surprise graduation party. Is she the only one who's going to work there? Yeah. She's going to be by I mean, herself. Possibly, yes. I just, I think it's very funny that Betty, like, genuinely thought she was about to, like, hook up with Archie and is like, oh, and my mom's here now? Okay, All so. Right. Whoops. Mm-hmm. Ah. Hold on, hold on. And she, everyone's like, speech, speech. And she's like, hold on one second. She's, like, trying to get into the right mindset where she was like, I was in a completely different space. <laughs> so the people who are here are Tabitha, Jughead, uh, Kevin, Fangs, Reggie, Tom, Alice, Cheryl, Tony, Frank, Britta, and Veronica. Okay. All right. If I was, like, the other students in Betty's, like, motor shop class or whatever, I'd be like, Britta, how'd you get in there so quick? Don't like, worry about you it. Guys <laughs> straight up friends with everybody. Hey, don't worry about it. I also love that Betty is actively friends with Tabitha and is like, yeah, it's fine if you want to date my ex. Why don't they have these conversations? <laughs> like, like, Jughead fully has his arm around Tabitha. Yeah, and Betty and Veronica don't at all talk about the Archie thing. Yeah. Hello? Like, Jughead gets mad at Betty for the Archie thing, yeah. but... Veronica, I mean, Veronica was really upset at the end of last season, or the but, end of last season's arc, at least. But Betty's, like, banging Archie again. Yeah. Like, seconds after you guys broke up again. Yeah. Like, literally, Veronica was like, oh yeah, we broke up, and Betty doesn't say anything about how she hooked up with him. But I do, I think it's funny because, well, like, you mean at the beginning of the season? Yeah! Yeah. She's like, oh, we broke up, I don't know if you heard, and Betty's like, yeah, I did hear. If I was Veronica, I'd be like, who'd you hear from? Did Archie tell you that? Archie immediately wants to date you again because he told you that we broke up? Hmm? Hmm? Listen. But I'm like, you just told Reggie. Conspiracy brain. Y'all, the dating pool in Riverdale is so small. So small. That Betty and Alice have to derive their dates from the Stop same it. family every, every time. Every single time. Stop so, it. The, our options are limited here. We can't yeah. be really wasting time about being mad at each other for yeah. dating somebody. Now the people who are like, no, Phallus was weird because Betty's dating Jughead and that's incest. Or And the people who were like, Bughead's weird because uh, Alice is dating his dad and that's weird. And now yeah. I'm like, everything's fine now, I guess, because that's Archie's uncle. <laughs> <laughs> it's like slightly better, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Either way, the Cooper women are just dating someone next door. Yep. Yeah, Again. they always do just be dating the next door neighbor. Does Frank have a house now? He lives next door in Archie's house. Well, it blew up, Sam. Oh, yeah! Not that you... We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. <laughs> it blew up. Archie throws it out the window and it goes into Betty's window. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, but... And Alice is like, finally a healing... I tried to sell this house two seasons ago. <laughs> Y'all, the way that anyone who doesn't watch the show but only listens to us would be like, where did a bomb come from? Oh yeah, you haven't heard that. <laughs> you haven't heard the summaries yet. <laughs> There's a bomb. It's my ass. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> I agree. Thank I you. know that you mean that your uh, ass is bomb, uh-huh. but what I'm hearing is there are explosions coming out of your body. <laughs> That's no, what I'm hearing. That's Kobe. That's my cat. Yeah, that do be him. So Fangs calls for a speech, and she's like, her speech literally consists of, hey, it's been a rough year, but I like you guys. And that's it. Thanks. <laughs> Betty literally 
had at the end of season one that incredible speech at town hall that was like oh, yeah. beautiful and she like prepared for it and everything and this time she's like yeah i can muster up a oof and a thanks yeah exactly <laughs> so alice says that you have given us a lifetime of reasons to be proud of you which is very very nice and sweet and kevin has the cake which is absolutely crazy it's made of like it looks like her fbi id it's hilarious who made this i think it's so funny and i also my new business idea, cake shop. There Ooh, you go. Bakery, yeah. Bakery. That could be at the Walmart. Yeah. I, I, everything's coming together. I love when a plan comes together. Also the handcuffs. Mm-hmm. There's handcuffs on the cake. Yeah. Like fondant handcuffs. Yep. Incredible. I would love to eat those. If they're I implying- I love fondant. Yeah, <laughs> me too. If they're implying that Kevin made this cake, stop. I don't believe you. <laughs> That's Kevin's journey. Gay people absolutely love to bake. It's true. Sure, but ha- I mean, we learned that Kevin is allergic to bees, but we didn't learn that he's a cake aficionado. <laughs> he took it to the Walmart. He, g- he got it at Walmart. We've never even, like, if you told me that Cheryl made it, I'd believe it. Because she's an ar- she's actively an artist. Yeah, 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 I would believe that, for Kevin- sure. And Kevin's an artist, too, but in a different way. It's true. So later, Betty's talking to Veronica, saying that she's staying in Riverdale just like I promised my mom. And she's like, there's so much crime here, I'll never be bored. I mean... Yeah. And so Veronica tells her about the fact that they broke up. She already knew that. And Betty's like, are you excited to go back to New York? And she's like, why not just say it? Yeah. She's like, oh, we'll miss you. Just, why not just say, hey, I might not be going. Yeah. I bet maybe she's embarrassed that they don't want her back. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's fair. So Tabitha's ready to go back to the diner and Jughead's like, it's okay. I asked Dolores to cover for us so that we could finally have that date at Cucina Sacasa. It's actually really sweet. It's very sweet. This is a... I feel like more than he ever did for Betty. Um, I don't know. I don't remember Jughead being overly romantic. I don't know if it's more than he ever did for Betty, but I do definitely agree that he seems, like, happier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it just doesn't feel as, like, rife with angst. Yeah. Betty and Jughead were always, like, back and forth, and I was yeah. just like... And, like, it, 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 there was some weird stuff going on. And this is just, like, nice There was some weird stuff sweet. going on. It's a great summation of Riverdale. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense that Jughead was always going to marry into the Pops family, you know? <laughs> oh my god, yeah! So they're like, okay, let's do it. They leave. So then we move over, pan over to Fred and Alice just having a nice conversation. <sighs> and he's like, I'm so happy to hear that you've been doing better. And she's like, yes, it hurts a little less every single day. And he's like, are you getting out of the house much? And she's like, well, I try to. Why? You got something in mind? Did you want to do something? And he's like, oh, hee hee And he just, he's just a little nervous guy. Sam has a headcanon that's very important to me. It's very good. Well, I decided, I think I've said it on the podcast before, that it is possible that when they were in high school, Fred, Fred Frank. Ki- oh, yeah. <laughs> Fred kissed Alice. It's possible when they were in high school that Frank had a crush on his brother's friend, Alice. Mm -hmm. And now he's like, gonna shoot a shot. And I respect him for that. (laughs) I, um, I just want another flashback episode so bad in which it's just KJ again. But playing (laughs) Frank this time. That would be amazing. Like, what else would they do? Archie doesn't have a brother. Who else would play it? I just think that's It would have to be KJ. Does KJ have a brother? I don't know. Who's to say? Whatever. Who cares? 
I want a Frank flashback episode where KJ's playing Fred and we have like somebody else playing Frank. Okay. I'd like to see I it. I want to see it. I'd like to see more it. Fla- more backstory, please. I'm requesting it. Yeah. So then we see a ghoulie walking into Pops, which, yikes. And then uh, Jughead, at the at the restaurant, Jughead's telling Tabitha about the paper thing and that he's probably going to be teaching again in the fall. And she's like, oh, that's great. Maybe then you don't have to live in Archie's garage anymore. By the way, when you're starting school, my lease will be up. So, hmm. And he's like, oh, you are you asking me to move in together? I have to say, this is very fast, and also, you have seen, in multiple locations, how messy this man is. Jess literally was like, oh yeah, it was messier when we were living together. Like, it's a bit quick. Tabitha. Yeah. You seem a little more type A than Jughead. I'm worried for your sanity. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, my next note was just that Jughead seems happy and Cole seems happier. Cole seems like he actually gives a crap about his job again. Yeah. Which is new for him, I think. Yeah. So then Dolores calls and they're like, oh, haha, Dolores, it's probably about the ice machine again. That Dolores, she can never figure out that ice machine. (laughs) That Dolores. And Dolores is like, hey, it's nice to hear that you think so low of me. The diner's on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. By the way, she's like, I know you guys are on a nice date. You think I would call if the ice machine was broken again? The diner's on fire. <laughs> I mean, and we get to see Dolores later, and I feel so bad for her. She looks like genuinely horrified. She looks like so distressed. Like yeah. I get it, but like, oh my god. Yeah. So the fire guys are just like sitting there on call. Archie, Kevin, Fangs, Frank, and uh, Fangs called Kevin calls Kevin Bish. Fangs is so gay. I love him so much. It's extremely gay. I appreciate him. So they get all their gear on, but the tires are slashed. And so they just change their tires really, really fast and just try and get there as quickly as possible. Where did they get spare tires from? I assume they just have them at the thing. That makes sense. I think it was very smart of Hiram, I assume, to be like, part of the plan is slashing the fire department's tires because the fire department's going to get there real freaking quick. Yeah, it was... Like, unfortunately, evil genius. Yeah. And it looks like a just a deeply terrible fire that does not feel like it should be, like, as okay in there as it ends up being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks yep. completely fine inside. It, the fire is so violent that it shoots out the windows yeah. and goes, like, is burning the actual structure. Mm-hmm. Like they and when you see it next, nothing is burnt. They shouldn't be able to go inside, like, at all. The, ex- the building would have collapsed. Yeah. The exterior should have burns on it. And they... And they spend a significant amount of time in that building yeah. for the rest of the episode. They All they did, like, set deck, I love you, you do a great job most of the time, but all they did this time was dim the lights. Mm-hmm. Like, Guys, it's like when Arcadia burned in the 100, and then all of a sudden they were still able to go in and use it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, but it's burnt. But, yeah. like, like, even, no, it's but like, even then, they charred the walls. Yeah, yeah. You know? there are there are no charred walls. There's not in even this. a burn mark. They just turned the lights down. The yeah, paint it's like is fine. Made it slightly grayer in there, but like all there, of the decorations, there are and like decor and pictures all over the wall still. And they're fine. Like, like none the, of the booths are burnt. The mm-hmm. fire was shooting out the window, and then when you see the inside, all of the decor that surrounds the window is perfectly intact. Yeah, yeah. That's and they're able fireworks. to go down to the white worm, which has electricity which and has is power. still available, and yeah, is like, still open and operating. Yeah, I just think it's so funny that that Tabitha's like, "Oh, my insurance won't cover this," and I'm like, "All you need is a paint job, and you're good." I'm like, "What do you even need?" Like Jughead later is like, "The kitchen's still operational." Phew! I'm like, "How?" I'm like, "Literally, what broke?" Yeah. I can't. I'm looking real hard. What broke? Yeah, like. At one point, there is a shot of, like, water coming down from the ceiling, and I'm like, so the white worm wouldn't be flooded? Yeah. What? (laughs) I know that this is just something that we're gonna have to, like, uh, accept, but 
I can still complain. It's lazy crap like that that makes people dunk on Riverdale. Yeah. So Archie apologizes for not getting there fast enough, and they're like, listen, it's only still standing because of you. <laughs> okay. Okay. She's like, how am I supposed to tell Pop? He's in Florida, retired. And I'm like, I didn't know Pop straight up left. <laughs> Honestly, good for him. Respect. Pop is like, I'm going to Disney World, literally. Why am I to Pop? Yeah. I'm like, what's Pop's favorite thing about Disney World? Sitting by the pool? The food. Mm. The restaurants. Yeah. Pop is absolutely a Disney foodie. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. He has a blog. <gasps> that would be so cute. Yeah. That would be so cute. Pop's chocolate blog. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Brittany, can you make a, um, make a, a sticker? A sticker? <laughs> Keller is there and he says that the, De- he says that Dolores said that it was a ghoulie that came in there. So like, I can't imagine the absolute horror that Dolores has seen where this man with yeah. this crazy, like, makeup? I assume? No, it was on, yeah, it was okay. makeup. It yeah, wasn't a mask. crazy makeup on his face and he walks in and throws a flaming bottle of alcohol at her, I assume, and the entire place goes up in flames, she's, like, seemingly the only person working, or the most senior person working, at least. I just can't... uh, Dolores needs to go to therapy now. Dolores needs therapy. Dolores needs paid time off. So Veronica knows that Hiram must have paid him, um, and Reggie's like, I can't believe I ever worked for that guy. And I'm like, Reggie, that was, like, two days ago. (laughs) And also, I can't believe you worked for him either. Yeah. So Tony and Fangs are going to get confirmation from that ghoulie, um, and Archie's like, I don't even need confirmation because who else would do this? And I'm like, you should probably get confirmation though. <laughs> I feel like you need evidence. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So in one of my favorite scenes of the episode, Hiram's just sitting, sipping his like whiskey or whatever, Sip and Archie quite literally Sorry. kicks in his door. Oh, it's so funny. He kicks it so hard, dust puffs off the door. And then Hiram gets up and says, here's my snappy one-liner. And Archie, without saying anything, just thwacks his uh, his drink out of his hand and it <laughs> smashes to the ground and he grabs and he smashes heckin' Hiram onto the table. It's incredible. Yeah. Archie he gets doesn't, have to say, to him. doesn't have to say one single word. Archie's gonna start working for Betty. Yes! It's like um, when Hopper was like, Joyce, come work for me with the Hawkins PD. Yeah. And Betty's going to be like, Archie, I know you have you you don't have enough things to do. <laughs> come hang out with me. I mean, Cheryl did point out how many different hats he's worn. The audacity of Betty and Jughead to be like the crime solving duo and then them writing it so that Archie is the crime solving one now. <laughs> so they're like, Hey, Hiram, you're under arrest. And Betty starts giving him his rights. And I'm like, don't you have to tell him what he's under arrest for? Yes. Like, that felt like it was missing. They No, no. The, th- the whole motive for arresting him is missing. Yeah. They never tell us why he's been arrested because... Because they don't have You can't yet. prove that he did it. That's why he's... She's like, if you can afford an attorney, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I can afford one and he's going to get me out. And later, Tom's like, yeah, he's definitely going to get him out. He's a very good lawyer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it... <sighs> Paul Sourberry, you know. Oh my god, I forgot about Paul Sourberry! So Jughead's at the school teaching about journalism, and I love that we've got, like, football players here. We've got a whole bunch of different types of people. Everybody's everybody's learning. And he's basically giving examples of, like, journalists that, like, sacrificed a lot to tell the truth, and it was, like, important because truth. And he says that freedom of the press is really important because in some places there's information that's being controlled by dictators, and the kids are like, 
Um, that's actually here, Mr. Jones. Uh, yeah, remember that, Mr. Jones? <laughs> the Lodge Ledger is really super biased and it's really bad. And Jughead's like, hmm, I have thoughts about this. Um, all, all it's gonna take is one, one more straw for him to be mean about Pops, and then I'm gonna destroy it. <laughs> so Tom agrees that he's just totally gonna get out because they can't find any evidence to actually link him to this. And Archie's like, well, I know that Tony will get the info. And I'm like, well, is she, like, recording the fact that she's torturing this man? Or, like, how, how is this going to hold up in a court of law? <laughs> so, None of this holds up in a court of law. Yeah. So Betty's like, let's just search his office. And I'm like, don't you need a warrant? No. <laughs> none she works of, for the FBI. None of this yes. was done legally. Yeah. None of this was done legally. They're like, yeah, but none of us are really sure what to look for. And they're like, ah, Veronica would know. So let's have Veronica help because she would want to. So then we go down to Tony and Fangs torturing that ghoulie. Like they basically torch him when the radio's up really high so that people can't hear his screams. I think that's really funny because that's definitely someone's parents. Yep. That's fully someone's yeah. parents. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're kind of an insane power couple. They're a power couple. I love yeah. it. I love it. Male wife and girl boss for sure. That guy's gonna be triggered by the radio for the rest of his life. Oops. And I'm like, I kind of feel bad for him. It they kind of they went a little too hard. Like they took Fangs and Tony to a dark place. In this he episode. burnt down pops, I, Brittany. No, I know, but like they beat the crap out of him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> However, it's funny because it it wasn't totally even about pops for them. It was about the white worm, which apparently exactly. is still totally is fine. fine. Also operational. Like, they, they beat him up and hurt him a lot before they heard him talk crap about the serpents. And, the, and yeah. then, like, he starts talking crap about the serpents, and he's like, well, the serpents are having babies and driving trucks, and I'm like, so they're having children and they have steady jobs? <laughs> what are you guys doing? Just continuing to be in jail it, for living in Archie's yeah, house? Yeah, it's not, like, deeply cool to, like, not have money. Yeah. I wish that it was. <laughs> but you need money to be in a gang. Yeah. And to run a gang. Right. And so he's like, okay, okay, I'll tell you, it, it was Hiram. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> okay, thanks. We I'm glad you that. said it. Uh, but they're not, like, recording it or anything, so, like, they kind of just, like, have the information they kind of already had anyway. And they're like, well, why would you agree to do that? Because Pops is right on top of, like, the serpent's place. And he's like, well, the serpents mean nothing I'm, to me. I'm not afraid of you. They, like, we were promised the town if we did this. And then, so they get really pissed off and continue hurting him. So then we see them searching the office. Why not turn on the lights? I had the exact same thought. I'm like, why are you looking in the dark? This isn't like an abandoned place. Like, right. you can just turn on the lights. They've got these flashlights. And I'm like, I guess it's cool looking, but it, uh, I have questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we learn that he has incorporated Sodale as a town so he can petition to, like, absorb Riverdale because it's unincorporated. Right. And basically that includes the Palladium. And so Betty's going to take this back to the FBI, see if this is actually, like, above board or anything. And then Archie gets a call from Tony, and then we have to move on. Uh, and that's part one. Woohoo! We did it, Joe. So before we move on, for the last time this season, I wanted to talk to you about Patreon. Patreon is a service in which you can donate to some of your favorite creators. Uh, ours is monthly. Uh, our Patreon is patreon.com slash theafficionados. And we have some really cool perks in regards to that. What are the perks, Robin? Uh, I'd love to tell you. So at any level, starting at $1, you get early access to all of our podcasts. Um, and season six is coming right up right here. So you might as well join us there. And all of our other podcasts come out a whole week in advance. At the $2 level, you get, first of all, also early access, but then also access to our Discord server. $5 gets you 10% off at shopylux.com, which is where me and Brittany sell some really cool stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and my personal favorite is the $10 level, which is our Patreon-only podcast, which is Okay, Love You, Hi! And we talk every two weeks 
about whatever we want. Uh, lately we've been telling stories and it's about 45 minutes and we have like a very small but loyal following of that podcast and I just want to say hi and I love you to all those people. Also, every single one of our patrons every single year gets a postcard from us. We write on the back and we say hello, thank you, and Brittany designs it and it's really super cool and the cutoff for that is usually uh, our anniversary as a podcast network which is actually November 16th, which is the day that season six premieres. So that's heckin' cool. So this is one of your only warnings <laughs> in regards to that. And I uh, hope that you join. And thanks and I love you. So now it's time for part two. And I think Sam did the summary for that. Cool. All right. So Tony and Fangs fill in Archie and Veronica on what they've learned from ghoulie torture. And uh, so Hiram paid off the ghoulies to burn the pops down. And pretty much every other fire that Archie's been putting out lately was also started by the ghoulies via Hiram. He promised them the burnt husk of Riverdale. What an attractive uh, offer. Yeah. All right. Hiram just cares about the mines and Veronica apologizes, but they don't really want her apology. They want justice. Veronica says she'll take care of it. And then Archie asks the them to get the serpents to go around and get Pigpole to sign stuff endorsing reincorporating Riverdale. Tony agrees, but she promises that if they don't take care of Hiram, she will, uh, her way. Yikes. Outside, Veronica and Archie agree that something needs to be done about Hiram. If he suddenly went missing, no one would look for him. They decide to take Hiram out to the Maple Barrens and take care of it. Really sounds like they're gonna just take him out there and shoot him. Uh, yeah. yeah. When Reggie rolls up in the rain with a smoking gun that will help them deal with the Hiram problem. Couldn't you have provided this a couple episodes ago? <laughs> At the field office, Betty gets a phone call from TBK. He wants to congratulate her on graduation. He says he doesn't plan on coming to call, call on her, so he hopes that she'll extend the same courtesy back. Oh, yeah. Uh, she says, She's like, thanks no. for the warning, bud. She says, no, heart emoji. And he says, oh, that's a pity, and then hangs up. <laughs> At the completely fine pops, Jughead makes Tabitha a burger and they discuss insurance options. Tabitha hasn't been paying her premiums because she had to pay her waitresses instead. She chose compassion over security. To add insult to injury, Hiram's sham newspaper posted on an article saying, good riddance, pops. It gives Jughead an idea, though, and he says it won't bring back pops, but it will loosen Hiram's stranglehold on the town. Elsewhere, Veronica and Archie take Hiram out of his jail cell at gunpoint. He looks like such a weenie when you do it. Yeah, he's like, what? Aww. <laughs> he puts a hood over his head and he's like, oh, what's <laughs> happening? Jughead and Tabitha throw a Molotov cocktail at the Lodge Ledger and uh, kiss as the flames ignite. The Jughead fire literally gets turned on about it. Yeah. Okay, but like, that's so him. That's so funny. The fire department is on call to make sure nothing else burns, but only the Lodge Ledger. Because, you know, c- crime is legal. If it's against the right people. Everything is legal in New Jersey. I was just about to say that! <laughs> Tony wants to resurrect the serpents, and she says that they've been on the back burner for a long time, and if the count- town gets reincorporated, she wants the serpents to be a big part of it. She and Fangs make plans to bring the serpents back off the roads and make them a real part of the town again. She says she wants Fangs to be serpent king to her queen, and he says he's all in. They kiss, and she gets a call from Veronica. On this the is out- what we wanted from Shoni. So true. On the outskirts of town, everyone surrounds Hiram, and they're all armed, and he thinks they're about to kill him, which, like, they should probably. Mm-hmm. Veronica says he deserves death, but instead he's going to get exile. They show him the proof that they have that he's a murderer, and Betty's going to turn over the video to the FBI, and they give him about one hour to start running. Everyone takes aim, and Hiram just walks away. <laughs> Later, Tom asks Kevin if he wants to become his deputy full-time. Kevin says he's honored, but he's decided that he's going to give New York another shot. (laughs) 
This is this is only here to write Kevin out of the show. I know. I was like, are we losing Kevin too? I mean, I said that a couple episodes ago. I said it feels like they're trying to write off Kevin, but I didn't expect it. I feel like they should. Yeah. They don't do anything with him except like homophobic things. Yeah. It's just upsetting because like other characters get like pretty good send offs. Like Hiram got a pretty good send off, Mm -hmm. and Kevin's just like, we're going to massacre your character and then send you off. You know, like Kevin has just been trash all Mm -hmm. season. Like, he literally had a crisis about, like, whether or not he felt bad about being gay. Mm-hmm. And then the show was like, so anyway. So anyway, <laughs> he's going to go do more gay stuff in New York. Archie meets with Tony and Fangs, and they're not quite done with the signatures, but they're getting there. The town has questions, uh, like, what kind of town will Riverdale be in the future? Will there be a mayor? Archie says it should be Tony, but she's like, I don't have the bandwidth. <laughs> Archie says, no worries, just get everyone to the town hall at the El Royale and they'll have answers for them. In the mines, Cheryl toils away with Britta, and they both find skeletons at the same time? Yeah, how did that happen so, uh, so well-timed? Cheryl comes to Nana Rose and they to tell her that they found basically a graveyard. Nana Rose is like, oh, right, those bodies. Sit down, let me spin you a yarn. Every single time <laughs> someone's like... Nana, something crazy happened. She's like, you didn't know about that? You, you, I thought you knew. I'm sorry, I thought you were talking about a different set of dead bodies. Okay, so this set of dead bodies. I don't know how she keeps track of all of the tragedies regarding her family. Like, she's just like, oh, the one in the forest, that one's cousin Timothy. And mm-hmm. this one, like, mm-hmm. what? She must keep a diary. <sighs> she, yeah. That she, diary will continue after she's dead. Yeah. She tells them about Abigail Blossom, a Blossom ancestor who was also a lesbian and ran a girls' school at Thornhill. The townspeople were super homophobic and assumed since she wasn't interested in men, she must be a witch. They also <laughs> knew that there was palladium in the mines and they wanted to buy the groves from her. She said no, so they decided to steal it instead. They broke in and took her out to the groves and burned her at the stake. Cheryl asks who the killers were and she's like, girl, you won't believe this. It was Archibald <laughs> Andrews, Jedediah Jones, and Beatrice Cooper. And with her dying words, Abigail cursed them and the entire town. So she was a witch. When she, right. She yeah. was a lesbian witch. When she died, the town began to mine for palladium, and but then there was a collapse that killed basically an entire generation of men in Riverdale. Cheryl asks how Nana Rose knows all this, and Nana's like, duh, Abigail wrote her down in her journal, even the stuff about her getting murdered and cursing the town, and all the stuff that happened after she died. Wow, her mind. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Tony, Fangs, Veronica, Archie, at the White Worm... Didn't it burn down? No. Okay. No. If Even if it didn't, you'd probably lose power, but... Whatever. That neon sign going strong. <laughs> so they're like, so yes, it was Hiram. I think all the alcohol would have ignited. Right. Oh, oh my no. god, it would have gone up even worse. Oh it, no. That building should have collapsed. That building should have been gone. I love Riverdale, it's stupid as shit. So, and apparently Hiram's been kind of behind all the fires that are going on. Um, because he only cares about the mines. And so Veronica apologizes for her father, and they're like, we don't want your apology, we want justice. Okay. And so Veronica's like, okay, I'll do something. And Tony's like, I don't think you're gonna do what's necessary. I think Tony's right. Yeah, and Veronica's like, no, I will. And (laughs) Tony's like, you didn't do it. She's literally (laughs) like, source, dude, trust me. Yeah, yeah. And so she's like, yes, me and Archie will do it. And he's like, yeah, can you go and get the serpents to get signatures to reincorporate the town while we do this, like, hard, terrible thing? And she's like, that seems like kind of, uh, kind of flipped. Super lame. She's like, I'm not going to do your errands. And I'm like, I gotta be honest, I have seen you do so in the past. Yeah, I've seen you almost do nothing but that. But I get it. I I get it. (laughs) 
So they're like, it's a different kind of fighting. It's, you need to inspire the people of the town. And we're like, okay, whatever. Sure. He's like, you need 51% of people living in the borders. That's a lot of people. <laughs> um, like, I don't, you know, I don't think the population's very high, but, like, the percentage of, like, 51% of people. Yeah. It's like, you have to convince a lot of people like to sign a piece of paper. Like, even yeah. if there's only 100 people in Riverdale, you have mm. to get 51 of them That's to so sign many. your paper. Yeah. And you guys only know about 10 people. Exactly. Because you and all date each other. And yeah. you've pissed off the rest of them. Yeah. And so Tony's like, if you don't take care of Hiram, we're going to do it the serpent way. And they're like, oh, okay. So Veronica and Archie go and hang out in Archie's truck in the just torrential rain. Sure. Just pour in. And Veronica agrees with Tony that something really needs to be done. So she's like, what if we make him go missing? He, oh, he escaped from jail and no one would go looking for him. Hermione wouldn't care. Hermosa wouldn't care. Keller wouldn't care. No one would care. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. That one hurts. What a sad life. Yeah. So he's like, she's like, the last thing that we do together will be get rid of Hiram. Ah, that works oh, out so well because romance. he's completely taken over our storylines for several seasons. We haven't been able to do anything without him. So Reggie knocks on the window and he's like, hey, I've got blackmail from, I assume, Hermosa of Hiram. But it's on a USB stick that's getting just all wet. It's just absolutely <laughs> drenched. Like, why did they... Could they not have, could they not have, like, waited one more day to film this scene? Like, clearly it was, like, a torrential downpour Mm -hmm. in, like, Vancouver. But the thing is, it wasn't a torrential downpour because that doesn't show up on film, which means they had to pipe in the rain. Because, like, well, they they did, like, rain isn't really visible on screen, so that's why it's so aggressive, like, when you see behind the scenes stuff. Why did they do that to him? I don't know. It's ridiculous because, well, first of all, he looked great. (laughs) He did look great, but why did they do that to him? And also, like, you can tell because, like, the music is kind of ominous, and then when he, like, knocks on the door, then it's like, boom, boom. But it's funny because the, like, score is like, when he, like, knocks (laughs) the door to, like, scare people. But clearly, Cammie didn't know that it was supposed to be a scary moment, so she just turns around, she's like, oh, hey. It's so stupid. So anyway, the USB stick is getting completely wet, and it probably doesn't actually work. At the office, Betty's going through her through some papers, and the the trash bag killer calls her. He's he like, has, hey. he has the number. He has the number. It's I think it's the number of the FBI office. Yeah. So like, uh, okay. He I, I see how he maybe could have been able to find that. He's like, don't even try tracing me because uh, we're not going to be on the phone very long. And she's like, I don't have anyone to help trace trace. So yeah, it's that's fine. not happening. And he's like, congrats on graduation, so he's been paying attention to what's going on with her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I wonder why. But he's like, I'm not coming after you, I hope you also leave me alone. And when I was watching, I was like, oh, it kind of sounds like it could be Dr. Curl Jr. And then in our Discord server, we had we were doing a, li- a live watch, and our friend Dave was like, why does he kind of sound like Dr. Curl Jr.? And I was like, oh man, now I gotta say it out loud. Well, because like Cause literally- two people expe- two people thought it. And I was sitting there, and I was like, whose voice is that? Because, like, it sounds familiar. Yeah. Like, if they're going to make it someone that we know already, yeah. it makes the most sense that it's Dr. Curdle Jr. And I'm okay with that. I'm fine with that. But, like, have an original thought. Yeah. So here are my thoughts on it, on the bla- or the trash bag killer being Dr. Curdle Pop Jr. off. Um, so first of all, I think, you know, we get a shot of the actual trash bag killer. Of course. And I think that he looks too buff. To be Dr. Curdle Jr. He looks too large, too beefy. Sure. Okay. Okay. So that's that's my thing about it maybe not being him. Okay. Unless they're trying to tell me that Dr. Curdle Jr. has lots of, like, all of these muscles underneath his, like, weird mortician outfit. I... It's possible. Whatever. If you're gonna do that, I... I, This is Riverdale. I don't care. Okay. But if it is him, that's okay with me. Because that means, first of all, he goes out in a blaze of glory. That's true. That Dr. Curdle Jr. is iconic for the rest of Riverdale canon. Okay. And I guess that's it. I just like, uh, 
that's fine because then he's gonna be like a big deal, like the big bad, which means you get some more content. Yeah, and Maybe also you can throw up in a sink again. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like you know, then it's like all of these uh, seasons upon seasons where I've been like, Doctor Hill Junior is the most important character on this whole show. I was actually, uh, I was actually like, it's foreshadowing. The yeah, whole time. like your delusional, insane love for Doctor Curdle Junior. It'll have a purpose. Yeah. It's like, no, I saw something that you guys weren't seeing. I I want this for you now. I'm glad you've come to accept it. I'm, yeah, Thanks, I'm happy know? that you've made peace with your inevitable fate. Yeah. I'm, like, not sure how much sense it makes based on, like, him having, like, traveled throughout the country or oh, whatever. Riverdale. Nothing makes sense here. I know, but... Uh, he was on a sabbatical. Yeah, right. And he's just, like, gone off doing what when, uh, like, you know, he was supposed to have been, like, all over the country in, like, certain cities and stuff like that. So, <clears throat> I don't know. Whatever. If they're gonna do that... Fine. <laughs> um, but we see him, he's got, like, this weird, his weird, like, trash bag mask. Or his, like, weird, look like duct tape on his face. And he's just covered in blood. So, like, have you killed another? I feel like he carves people up, and I'm like, wouldn't that be helpful to have a knowledge of anatomy for that? For sure. And, like, yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're like, oh, this one had a doc. It's like, um, the, you know, the Black Dahlia, how it's, like, everyone yeah. was, like, a doctor, because, like... Just the whoever. cuts were so precise. Yeah, yeah, so, like, sure, whatever. You know what? And, Honestly, do it. I dare I, you. Like, they've also been making a lot of, like, uh, Silence of the Lambs references mm-hmm. with TPK. So, I'll be interested to see how, if that's what they're doing with Dr. Curdle Jr., how that plays in. What if it is Dr. Curdle Jr.? And Benny's yeah. like, oh my god, Dr. Curdle Jr., it was you! But, but you just love Josie and the Pussycats! And you love Josie! And he's like... I pretended to love Josie. I memorized all of those songs to trick you into thinking I was just a chill, normal guy. <laughs> no, Robin, the real thing is, he's like, well, yeah. I'm who like, doesn't love Josie? I'm a who human, doesn't I like love music. Yeah. What do you think I cut people up to? I need something to listen to. <laughs> he's got to be playing so... Josie and the Pussycats in the background while he's slicing up bodies. Exactly! <laughs> Josie would be horrified. Back in the pops who we can be in somehow, uh, Jughead brings Tabitha a milkshake and he also like made her a burger, which is really cute. And this is one of my favorite moments of the episode. They just, their chemistry mm-hmm. is so comfortable. I really loved this moment because he walks up and he's like, hey, how's the burger I made you? And she like does this just deeply realistic thing to me where she just like holds up two thumbs up. She goes, good. <laughs> yeah. It's actually really cute. And I was like, it's very adorable. I was like, that's it. That's a person. You yeah. know what I mean? I think she's actually quite a talented actress. Yeah. When mm-hmm. it comes to like little things like that. Mm-hmm. I think that she and Lily have that in common. Yeah. So he's like, good thing the kid, the kitchen is still operational. Good soup. How? She's like, oh, the insurance won't cover it because I haven't been paying it. <laughs> I mean, okay, but the fact that she chose to mm-hmm. pay her employees instead of paying her insurance, I've got respect for one business owner. She's like, it's bad for business, but it's good for being a good person, so. Good for her! And it, honestly, it probably would have worked out for her if it hadn't burned down. Yeah, and Jughead, as one of her employees, was like, wow, hard eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you gave me money, <laughs> thanks. Wow. So, she... Uh, basically, she's like, the Lodge Ledger wrote this terrible article. And the article said, basically, oof, finally Pops is gone, <laughs> is too old and lame. <laughs> We've been waiting forever. Yeah. Who's employed at the Lodge Ledger? I don't know. Ghoulies. You know what? I think- Ghoulies! I I think Hiram just writes the Lodge Ledger. Like, a little newsletter. Hiram's like, I simply don't have He's time. like, this is my published blog. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. So Jughead's like, I want to destroy the, the Lodge Ledger, because <laughs> now I'm mad. 
Um, so we see Hiram in jail. Veronica threatens him with a gun. It's kind of iconic. Archie puts that hood over his head. Okay. Uh, okay. Later, everyone has so many guns, though. Where did you get all these guns? Everyone has a gun. America. I like that the storefront yeah. for yeah, they just went to Walmart. It's literally that um, scene from Doctor Who. What Walmart? <laughs> they the Walmart shoot. in Riverdale. They're Americans. What? Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say I, I like that the Lodge Ledger is basically just the rebuilt storefront of the I was gonna of the see that. register. I was like, that building cannot keep an intact window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jughead says that he told the fire department what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> they're fine with it. She's um, <laughs> like, yeah, fire's cool if my friends are doing it. Yeah. And so they said they're going to set it on fire. And they're like, so it won't spread, but goodbye to the office. And like I was about to say, uh, this is the same office that Alice threw that brick through the window. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. the glass bills are insane. Yeah. So, but Tabitha's the one who throws it, and Jughead likes setting fires with girls he likes so Jughead, much that he, she, like, she, is moved to make out with her in the moment. She yeets that Molotov cocktail, and then it, like, ignites. And he's like, wow, that's so hot. What literally, a woman. <laughs> literally and figuratively. His eyes get so big, they he's just totally like, do. Yeah. Like, just, clearly, the director was like, cool, Jughead is genuinely into this. And he's like, got it. Jughead is turned on. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, like, Cole the whole episode, though, actually seemed so alive. Like, yeah. he seemed like he was having such a good time mm-hmm. doing something different. And, like, him in the trailer where he's like, oh, what does he say? Riveting, isn't it? I'm like, oh my gosh, look at how fun he's having. How much fun he's having. I'm like, okay, so you finally figured out what show you're on. Yeah. And that I'm you, happy for him. And that, you know, your contract... You could have fun with it until the end. Yeah. And so he kisses Tabitha in the heat of the fire, but then he gets a call from Archie and he's like, Archie, always a cramp in my style. (laughs) This guy. So Tony's upset with, or she's talking to Fangs and she's upset about the serpent sort of like being over. It's been on the back burner, too many other things to worry about. And they talk about how they've been serpents since birth and she feels that she should be doing more. It's interesting because before this season, I would have said that Fangs and Tony have like a really sibling-esque relationship. It's clear that they've like grown up in the serpents together. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really successfully changed the vibes, I felt. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. It's much more romantic now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I would argue the serpents are very successful. Mm-hmm. They have a bar that, like, runs really well. It's, like, one of the only bars in Riverdale. All of them are employed and have good jobs. They all have, like, financial security. What are they supposed to be doing? I think it's a street cred thing. She's... She, she sees them having bad street cred as a failure. I do get that. I get that. But as I'm a like, gang. Yeah. They're not just like, Fair a, they don't, enough. They don't have a rep anymore. Yeah. So she feels that she should be doing more because she knows that their the serpent numbers go down every year. Like, Sweepy just left. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Sweepy. And so she's like, I want the servants to be part of rebuilding the town. And it's great because then they are. Yeah, it's awesome. And so she's like, I'm going to take them off the roads and go back into like other jobs that are inside of this town, but still like make the same amount of money. That's great. Who's going to be driving these trucks? (laughs) Um, And also baby Anthony will be the serpent prince. Because Fangs is going to be the Serpent King now. Oh my god, he's a little prince. Yeah, he's like, oh, the future Serpent King. And I'm like, that means he's a Serpent Prince, you know. Oh, he's a little prince. He's just a little prince. I want him to have a tiny little crown with a little bitty snake on it. Yeah, like um, like the crowns in Fairly Odd Parents where it just like hovers above their head all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. That would be really cute. So uh, I hope they buy him snake toys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, boy. Brittany. What? So uh, our friend Blanche from the uh, Discord <gasps> server I love Blanche. brought Blanche? up- Blanche? How do you say your name? I don't know. I assume Blanche. 
Okay. brought up uh, something that's really important to you, which is that yes! Tony's storyline. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Uh, you know more about this than me, but Tony's storyline mimics basically word for word an episode of Bob's Burgers. Yeah. <laughs> There's literally an episode of Bob's Burgers where a biker gang rolls up to Bob's Burgers to have a funeral for what, one of their wait, What's own. it called? <laughs> This is called the One-Eyed Snakes, which is why I always accidentally call the serpents the snakes. It's called the One-Eyed Snakes, and um, one of them literally gives birth in one of the booths at Bob's Burgers. Tony also gave birth at the diner. Yeah, it's that's the same plot line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that's really funny. Yeah. So Fangs is now the current king of the serpents, and I just wanted to say, if Will season two Fangs could see him now, I'm so proud of him. I would, he would be proud and good boy. Mm-hmm. And then they say, in unity there is strength, and they kiss about it. And you know what? Their love language is the serpent laws, and I can't help but support them. That, That's really cute. That was really sweet. I felt. I think yeah. you were correct in this one. Yeah. Uh, so then they get a call from Veronica because this whole episode, once again, I have to, I have to say something about the writing. Is that every single. Almost every single transition to another scene is somebody getting a phone call from the person who's in the next scene. <laughs> it's like, it happens like 10 times, and I'm like, can we yeah. have any other transition, though? It's several, yeah. Roberto gave up a long time ago, okay? Yeah. So she gets a call from Veronica, and they are all outside of town, lots of people with guns here, and something that Dave was ringing up was like, everybody else can be here. Tom, you shouldn't be here. You're fully a cop. You're fully a corrupt cop now. Yeah. Like, fully a cab <laughs> Tom Keller, unfortunately. Oopsie. So they decided they're going to exile him uh, because they have the footage of him killing Vito. And he's like, where'd you get that? And I'm like, where'd you think Hermosa, obviously? And he's like, Reggie? And I'm like, yeah, Reggie via Hermosa, though, right? Like, no, but like the way he's like, Reggie? And Reggie's like, yeah, that was me. Yeah. Same. It's so funny. Yeah. And they're like, we have a proof that you're actually a murderer, <laughs> and we're going to give the video to the FBI in one hour, so you better start walking. Half the people there are murderers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's there's not really a lot of... Murder, you have, you don't, no one has the high ground on yeah. murder here. Everyone's going to be like, hey, who else is murdered here? And everyone puts up their hand, and Frank's like, what? It's like, are all of you okay? And they're like, no, not really. Maybe I shouldn't be in Riverdale. <laughs> So then Hiram's like, oh, Veronica, you're turning against your own family? As if she hasn't been doing that for seasons. You're turning against <laughs> your own family? I blame Archie. How what the hell was that? He literally goes, I blame Archie. And I was like, that's stupid. I wish we had seen Archie throw his hands up in disgust. Yes. <laughs> and she's like, well, you don't have to blame Archie because we literally broke up. This is all me. And he's like, well, what about my stuff? And they're like, we're going to sell it to rebuild Pops. Like, what about your stuff? He's like, okay, I guess I'll go. What about Bughead? <laughs> And while I was watching the episode, I was like, oh, how interesting would it be? Because what I assumed was that they were going to be like, bye, Hiram. And there would be like the five episode thing. And then at the beginning of like the real season six, we would just get Hiram back. It's like, oh, it's been like two months or whatever, you know? And now Hiram's back, right? Right. And so I assumed, I was like, oh, how interesting would it be? Like, what a power move would it be if we just had all of season six with no Hiram? Like, I want to see what this show would look like without any Hiram in it. That'd be so interesting. Me too. And Hmm. then at the end of the episode, it was revealed that this was actually, like, straight up Mark was actually leaving. And I was like, oh, uh, but wait. (laughs) (laughs) Because... When it happened to Marisol and Skeet, mm-hmm. like, we got, like, it, like, um, like, months in advance. We were yeah. told that they were leaving. And so it was, like, so surprising. And I'm like, am I also going to see an article of Casey Cott leaving this show or what? I, I wonder, guess not. I wonder if they were actually planning to kill him and they wanted it to be a surprise. Mm. And then they had to change it. Why? Why would they change it? What do you mean? I don't, I don't know. Because if he was leaving, then why wouldn't they just kill him? Yeah, that's what, I, like, 
I'm saying, like, why, what if, like, they didn't put out press about it beforehand mm. because they oh, were planning to kill him and they I wanted understand. it to be a surprise. That's gotcha. interesting. And then decided not to kill him at some point after it would have been too late to put out press. Now I understand what you mean. Yeah. yeah I feel like that maybe is what happened. I'm not mad at that. Mm, interesting. I wonder why they changed their mind just to, like, they had the opportunity. I mean, they humanized them, well, they tried to humanize them this season, but then they yeah. went back on it, which was kind of weird. Yeah, they had that great episode, then they were like, ha, JK. <laughs> he still sucks. <laughs> he still sucks. So, uh, Keller asks Kevin to be his deputy, and I'm like, that sounds nice. I mean, he's already in the fire department, so, like, that sounds nice. It's true. Yeah. And Kevin's like, thanks, but I'm going to New York. And I was like, alright, so are we losing Kevin now? He's like, I have to do it now, or I'm gonna regret it for forever. I- Honestly, bye. Yeah, like, I support him. I think, like, you know, go follow your dreams. I don't know what else to say. Like, Kevin's but, character sucked for a while, so... Yeah. I've had yeah. I've had problems with Kevin for a while as well. Best um, wishes to Casey, though. Yes, for sure. He's very talented. He's like, listen, I don't really want to do these tickling storylines anymore, so I'm just <gasps> yeah. gonna go. I forgot about the friggin' tickling storyline. Get out of here. So Archie's telling them that they're gonna host the meeting at the El Royale, obviously. Um, and they're like, we don't have 51% yet, but we're still working on it. But the serpents have been, basically the serpents are coming back to us and saying that a lot of the people who they're asking for signatures are asking if we're going to have a mayor. Like, what type of town is this? Like, do we even want this town back? Like, we need more details about what we're getting into. Fair enough. And Archie's like, well, if we wanted to have a mayor, I would totally vote for Tony. And she's like, I'm already too busy. I don't have the bandwidth. And I'm like, (laughs) she's like, bro, I just had a baby. Exactly, right? She literally She's like, just I shoved a human out of her vagina. have so many things that I'm doing. Um, <laughs> and she doesn't have the bandwidth. And I was like, oh, what a great vocab word. And then when I was rewatching, I was like, mm, you already used that one. So he's like, oh, Fangs, do you want to do it? And Fangs is like, I'm no. First of all, I'm the Serpent King. Second of all, I would make a terrible mayor. Like, why? He was like, Fangs I have no. so lost. Yeah. He's like, I have no interest in this. This is not my thing. So he's like, I'll figure out the answers for people and then we can tell them afterwards. And I can't remember exactly when in the episode I was like, oh my god, is Cheryl going to be the mayor? Yeah. Oh yeah. But this is very exciting. I think it was because we cut to Cheryl Mm -hmm. shortly after this. Yeah. Yeah, that is maybe it. Because in my fan fiction that I don't shut up about, that I like work on very periodically. You wrote a fanfic? I know. There's only two episodes, or there's only two chapters out. Like I don't know. There's only two episodes. But I put a lot of thought into it, and that's why I talk about it. You so worked much. really hard on it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm fi- I'm almost done the next chapter, but they're very long. Anyway, I was like, okay, I need a news report for something to be on the- on a newspaper okay. mm-hmm. at Riverdale, and I was like, okay, what's the most ridiculous thing I can think of? Cheryl is mayor now. I love this it. This was like right. two yeah, seasons yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. haha, writing this. And so when they were like, when they switched over here and like did this translation, I was like, wait, um, are they making Cheryl mayor? Because I called that one. Is it finally time? Fully. And I'm glad that they aren't because she's just deeply unhinged. I, but I would like to see it anyway. I wish that Cheryl was still sane. She would look great, though. Her All outfits of her outfits would, would be slay. So it's true. So we see Cheryl working in her mines, and thank goodness she's also working in the mines, because if she was just sitting there watching Britta do it, I'd be like, can you do something? And then she finds a straight-up skull, mm-hmm. and then Britta also found remains. And so they go to Nana. Every time... Anything happens, Nana's like, what? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Well, did you not know about you know all anything? these dead bodies? <laughs> That's crazy. And <laughs> it's so weird. Cheryl goes, oh, God and Jason knows how many people are in there. Roberto wrote this. You know? God and Jason. That She's literally, he's like, you know for a fact that, maybe not him in particular, I'm sorry. <laughs> but someone was like, God only knows. And he, she's like, oh, 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 wait. <laughs> he's like, oh, wait. Cheryl doesn't, Cheryl has a different God. Uh, okay, let's just do God and Jason. 
Why couldn't you just say Gaia? And why, well, why wouldn't you just say Jason knows how many? You know, because that's funny because Jason is God, but we have to say God and Jason? It's tacky. (laughs) (laughs) So she calls Britta Britannia because that's her full name, apparently. And they listen to us uh, because she's named after Britney now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. They saw Britney's handle and they were like, that makes a great name. And I'm like, you know what, writers? You're welcome. And we make her gay? I'm telling you. It tracks. So Nana's like, oh yeah, I was wondering if anyone would ever find those bodies. Hello? Nana, what? Why didn't you tell anyone about those bodies? Nana doesn't tell anyone about anything because she's an accomplice in so many crimes. And somehow she keeps them all straight in her brain. She's like, oh yes, that one was about Abigail Blossom. Like, remember when she was like going senile? Yeah. And she's like, no, I remember all these stories. No, she made all this up. She wrote that journal. (laughs) So, wait, that would be amazing. It's all lies. It was about Abigail Blossom. Why does everyone else have a similar name except for Cheryl? Like, Archie, Archibald Andrews is straight up Archie's name. And then Jedediah Uh, is Jughead, Beatrice for Betty. And Cheryl says Abigail? What old-timey name can you get out of of Cheryl, though? Honestly, Cheryl's an old-timey name. Um, (laughs) I don't know, anything but that. That's my other aunt's name. That would work. Charlotte. Mm, Okay. Should have been Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah, but Ross was just like, that's too easy. I think instead I will drive the aficionados insane. Yeah. <laughs> so they talk about this happened in 19, or sorry, in 1890. And <laughs> Thornhill at the time was standing, but was a girl's school. Except Cheryl burnt it down. So now it's a brand new Thornhill just on the same place. Sure. <laughs> and people were suspicious of her because she didn't want a husband. And it makes total sense that she would be a lesbian because Cheryl's a lesbian. But I'm also like, oh my God. Ace queen. <laughs> like, I'm not planning on getting married, and why? Fair enough. All of the, like, townsfolk knew that there was Palladium under the groves, and I was like, there's no way Palladium was a thing in ni- in 1890, and so I was like, huh, Palladium discovered Google. So Palladium was discovered in 1802, so okay, fine. <laughs> Whatever. Sorry about that, buddy. Anyway, they wanted to buy the mines from her, but she didn't want to give it to them, so they just were going to just steal it. And so they came with their pitchforks and torches because that's what you do in 1890. Mm-hmm. And um, they, they took didn't her. They not have anything else to do. And they took her and burned her at the stake because she was accused of being a witch. Okay. And maybe she was. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Who's to say? So Archibald Andrews, which is his actual name, Jedediah Jones with the most incredible mustache I've ever seen in my life. It's insane. They it like, is, it they looks put like that on Cole. Cole. It looks like mustache. Yeah. They put that on Cole and they said, be serious about it. And he was like, all right. Yeah. And Beatrice Cooper. I'm, I gotta say, the only one really making this work is is Lily. She looked great. The other yeah. two look ridiculous. Yeah. But Lily and Madeline look look great in yeah. their old timey clothes. Mm-hmm. I thought Archie was really funny. He's got like those real long um, sideburns. Mm-hmm. That was good. I think it's just that Cole and KJ have faces that know what text messaging is. Yeah. They really <laughs> That's exactly it. You know? That's exactly and it. And Lily's timeless. Yeah. So she cursed them, damning them to tragedy forever. And then so everyone else claimed the mines when she was dead and started digging. But then there was a mine collapse. So that's all the dead people that are in there. Like, are, are you telling me that Archie, or that Archibald and Jedediah are straight up the people in there? Because how did they have ki- kids? Like, how did their, how did their bloodline continue? also the thing. How did Abigail? Yeah. How, how did she write that? How is Cheryl here? Right. Oh my god, like, yeah, where the freaking Abigail Cheryl didn't come take from? a husband. Oh I guess my god. Abigail, Abigail must have had a sister? Abigail must say? have had a brother. Oh, and yes, to like continue a twin. the blossom, blossom line. Yeah, did she say it was her aunt? 
can't remember what she said. She just said ancestor. Oh my god. This is so stupid. Okay. I am once again begging for Riverdale to do any research. So they're like, the curse caused the mind collapse. And they're like, how did you know? Well, it was in her journal. She wrote her journal after she died? She is dead. <laughs> what? She's freaking dead. So that's ridiculous. Yep. Um, And that's part two. Yep. So we're going to move on to part three, which Brittany did the summary for. You ready? You ready? Y'all ready for this? <laughs> Alright. Aye, aye, Captain. Part three. Part three. Oi! Give me some of that part three, will ya? <laughs> this sucks. Can y'all just do this? Oh, I'm so part tired. Part three. Tabitha tells Pop Tate that she feels like she let him down, but he doesn't feel that way. She's paid the debt on the restaurant down, so Pop wants to pay off the rest with his retirement fund. He wants back in, and he wants to work back at the shop. Yay! Tabitha- Yay! So Tabitha's totally in. We get Pop back. Yay! It's so cute. The core four debate what kind of government the town should have. Jughead says everyone should get a say and vote on every issue, and Betty said that would be anarchy. I'd like to hear her reason why. <laughs> anyway, they're in the middle of planning when Cheryl interrupts to d- demand an apology for Abigail Blossom from their evil ancestors' descendants. That's her reason why. Yeah. <laughs> She says she must get a formal apology publicly, but Archie would said that would kind of make the upcoming meeting look weird. <laughs> Cheryl is mad AF because she feels like that's her land and the the whole town is built on her land and they're devote and she's owed an apology, and I'm like, okay, Native Americans. Jughead tells his journalism students that they're not the blue and gold. They're now the Riverdale Choice? You couldn't have done the Riverdale Times? Riverdale Register, Lodge Ledger, like, do something. Anything. Riverdale Report. There you go. Riverdale Reporter. There it is. Oh my god. Jughead, you're supposed to be creative. They're now the town paper, and will cover the town meeting. So, at the meeting, Ronnie tells Reggie they should do the casino so that they can be big fish in a small pond. Archie calls the meeting to order. He says his father saw the potential in Riverdale. They're not going to be the old Riverdale. They're going to be a new, better Riverdale. No mayors, but instead a council of four. Cheryl storms in and guesses that the four will be Archie, Betty, Jughead, and Ronnie. Archie reveals that no, it'll be Tony, Uncle Frank, Alice, and Tabitha. Cheryl still wants her apology. Archie says he'll promise something, but he doesn't get to finish. And Cheryl is like, no, actually. So anyway, Thornhill isn't a part of Riverdale and neither of the minds buy. Okay. <laughs> I think so that's, dr- that's exactly how everyone in the room feels as well. Yes. Yeah. Like, all right. It's so dramatic. And for what, girl? Yeah. Like, yeah. calm down. She's yeah. like literally throwing a fit over her land. And I'm like, your land was stolen in the first place. Yeah. You friggin' colonizer. But yeah. okay. Anyway, the meeting carries on without Cheryl's crazy ass. <laughs> the new Riverdale will be good and inclusive and pure. Everyone votes in favor of the new town. Riverdale is back. Yay! So, Ronnie and Reggie immediately pitch a family-friendly casino to the new council and expect to get approval immediately, but instead Tony tells them to bring a plan to the next council meeting. She's going to be good at this, I think. Mm-hmm. After the meeting, Barchie meet up and talk and Archie asks Betty out. Cheryl informs Nana Rose Abigail wasn't avenged. Riverdale needs to learn a lesson. Nana Rose hands Cheryl Abigail's curse that I guess someone wrote down. <laughs> like, while she was dying? And I'm like, unless she memorized that ahead of time. I'm but. like, did you, did you write a curse down? I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to do that. Mm. She tells Cheryl that she has to recite it, but before she starts, Cheryl says that Thornhill will become a girl's school, just like Abigail wanted. She recites the curse, and I guess Riverdale is supernatural now because the wind picks up and the curse, like, starts to work. Archie unveils the new Riverdale sign to the council. It's the town with pops now. Sure, that'll mean something to someone passing through. (laughs) The wind sweeps over the whole town. Reggie and Ronnie have their casino up and running. They make out. I said thank you. Barchie drink beer and eat pizza. Archie straight up tells Betty he wants to be with her and try being together 
again as a real couple instead of friends with benefits. Betty's totally in and Barchi lives. They head up to his bedroom to bang when Archie hears an odd ticking. He looks under the bed. It's a bomb. Different kind of bang. In his car, Hiram watches his bomb countdown and then drives away. With whose car? Oh yeah, where'd he get a car from? You were walking! He must have had something at Sodale. I don't know. Okay. He walks out of town just far enough that, like, they don't shoot him. Walks back into town, sets the bomb, and then drives out in his own car. He probably did all of that. Or he got, like, a ghoulie to do it or something. The ghoulies were like, Archie, you didn't even change the locks when we stopped living here. (laughs) He probably has access to all of his money and his resources. Yeah, true. This is so funny. It's so stupid. Like, the season ends with a bomb. It ends with a bang. It ends with a bang. Thank you for that joke, by the way. Yeah. And by that, I mean, thank me for that joke. Yeah. So Pop came all the way up from Florida, and he's got his cute little shirt. He's got a Hawaiian shirt on. He's cute. He's adorable. He's the moment. And she's like, I feel like I let you down. And he's like, no. He's like, I know that you took over a big debt, and you've actively been paying it, and I thank you. And she's like, but we can't even pay repairs. And so he wants to cover the rest with his retirement money um, because he misses working. And he's like, you can have my money, but you have to allow me to come back. Yay! It's very sweet. I'm so excited to see... Tabitha and Pop, both Working at Pops. together, yeah. They're some of the best characters. Yeah. Agreed. Every Tate, except for Tabitha's dad. Yeah. He's like, you went against your dad and took on a dying business, and I appreciate you. T- say more about that. How did how did you raise that terrible boy? <laughs> <laughs> so Archie wants to have a council, Jughead wants to have a committee, and do town meetings. And I'm like, oh, this is what Brittany said out loud. She said, yeah, that went so well on Gilmore Girls. Who, <laughs> who is the Taylor Dosey of Riverdale? It would have been Hiram. Honestly, maybe Alice. <gasps> you Ouch. know that's no. right. You know that's right. I thought Cheryl was very Taylor Dosey-ish in this I episode. would say that's yeah. fair. That she's going to show up saying random crap and everything is going to tr- to be like what her way she, or the highway. Yeah. It's going to be friggin' annoying is what it's going to be. I got to say, Veronica was a little Taylor Dosey-ish as well. Mm-hmm. Because she said, I'm ignoring everything and I'm going to do whatever I want. It's true. I was not impressed with Ronnie in this episode, actually. Thank you so much for saying that, because I was also deeply against what she ended up doing at the end of this episode, other yeah. than kissing Reggie, which I totally Which, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I exactly. condone that. I endorse that. I actively encourage it, yeah. actually. So Betty thinks we can still have a mayor, but it has to answer to a council, and Veronica's like, no one wants a mayor, which is totally fair. I, yeah. So then Cheryl shows up, didn't even knock. Just shows up in Archie's house, I think it is. And she's mad at them for their ancestors. She says that you must apologize for the terrible things that your ancestors did. And everyone's like, what? And Veronica's like, none of my ancestors were even involved. Do you guys have any? I wonder why none of Veronica's ancestors were involved. Also, because the lodges came from New York. Yeah, but like. But what about the Gomez's? No, my my question is, were the Joneses always in Riverdale? I believe so. FP was, yeah. And FP1 was. Or, sorry, yes, FP1 was. Okay. Yeah. Because we knew the Coopers and the Blossoms were, but I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. And the Andrews, for sure, yeah. So, Cheryl's like, I want a formal apology, and I want it a public, and I want it now. And Jughead's like, listen, like, this is sad, but it wasn't us. It was our ancestors, so I don't know. Listen, and this whole thing rubs me the wrong way. I, I, here's the thing, is what it, re- this is what it reminded me of, and I don't know if this is what they meant to do or anything. I think this is what they meant to do. But recently in Canada, we had our very first National Day of Truth and Reconciliation because of all of the terrible things that have been, first of all, res- residential schools were already terrible, and we knew that, and we, and that it's horrible, but also with all of the graves, like the unmarked mass graves that have been happening in, mm-hmm. like, uh, in Canada and everything that, you know, we finally had our very first, like, day to recognize that. Yeah, really to sit and think about, like, what colonization did. 
And so, so maybe this is just like of Canada. us being Canadian and so like it's it's in our brains right now but like that's kind of like what I was reminded of with this and I was like Ugh. but like you would think that they because they film in Canada mm-hmm. that they would at least be exactly. aware of that if they're if they're trying to make a reference then like Ugh. and if they're not then it's just like Jughead's line of like it wasn't us it was our ancestors that that's what made me think that they still it's still Americans Mm -hmm. and they're very aware of it because it actually makes me think of what's been going on with like apologies for slavery and reparations Mm. I think that's what it's supposed to be mirroring and I'm like this is messed up because this is a white woman Mm -hmm. begging for an apology from other colonizers, you're all colonizers. None of you are morally superior. And yeah, it was their ancestors, but all they can really do is say sorry because Cheryl, you also stole that land. Also, mm-hmm. they just heard this story from you. Yeah, you could have made it up. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, like Cheryl, no Cheryl, Cheryl she and could have made it up. Just like threw a fit. Like she hands yeah. them the the journal, and then Veronica's like, "Okay, so you know, so like at least there's that." But yeah, I just like it's like max of reparations, and it makes me angry. But like also, if Cheryl could like somehow prove that this had like this horrible event had somehow made her life worse, like yeah. several thousand years later. Like, thousand. Thousand. A <laughs> hundred and twenty years later. Yeah. Like. It could be interesting. Then, then I would believe that, like, she deserved an apology mm-hmm. and, like, all of this, like, pomp and circumstance mm-hmm. that she's asking for. But she's wealthy and she still has a giant house. Yeah. I, I don't, her life is not actually as hard as she makes it seem. Also, she's not being flexible about it at all because Archie's just like, hey, like, totally, it's just like, we can't really do that right now because, like, this is kind of a time-sensitive thing and sorry, but your thing isn't really time-sensitive. So if I could do that, like, after we figure out Riverdale and everything, I'd be happy to See, do it, you I- know? I think that was meant to mirror, like, how governments put off Mm. apologies and reparations and stuff. And, like, the core four were supposed to represent white people not atoning for those things. It just doesn't work because most of the people in this room are white. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it just comes off as just insane. Like, it comes off insane. It's really tone deaf. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Like, the optics, they're bad. Mm -hmm. Like, the, it, it's... Seems like something that the hundred used to do, which was like try to speak on topical, like social and political issues. And then because they want to be like relevant and current and say something, but then what they end up saying is just like making themselves look really stupid. It's just like mm. disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, please leave this to Star Trek. Thank you. Burn her at the stake because you thought she was a witch. Sure. Here we go. Burn her at the stake because she's a lesbian. Whatever. But the like whole reparations asking for an apology thing is that's a different thing also yeah. fear street did the gay witch thing better Thank yeah you. so uh, cheryl just kind of has bad timing and i agree Brittany, that it's totally a thing about like governments keep putting it off but like i can't help but be on archie's side in this moment that i'm just like cheryl you're it's because it's coming from cheryl it sounds insane yeah yeah and so she's like i've been living down what my ancestors did for many for like years and i'm like that's well, one fair point and i'm also like but many of your ancestors did many things you know yeah. like you you're like your ancestors d- hurt my ancestor and i'm like didn't your great-grandpappy kill betty's great-grandpappy like like the thing is, like, if they were actually, if there were people of color in this room and they were actually, like, you know, aside from Veronica, who's not even involved in this story. Right. They, and they were actually saying something, that it, then this would have merit. Mm-hmm. But 
they're not. This is just a bunch of white people mad that a bunch of white people in the past were mean to each other, and they're still just a bunch of white people being mean to each other. And all you're saying is, like, well, you should apologize for that, and you should... I'm like, can't you all just, like, say, dang, we've... All of our ancestors really sucked. And maybe we should just be nice to each other. Because of their choices. Maybe we should be better than them and actively try and be better. Yeah. Like, all they have to do is be like, dang... Those people sucked. Anyway, uh, mm-hmm. sorry, and I love you, and uh, let's just, you know, be nice to each other. Yeah. And also, can I just point out, I really love Cheryl, but I also deeply hate Cheryl because of who they've made her to be. Yeah. Cheryl has not sh- suffered because of her lineage as much as Cheryl has suffered for the decisions that she makes herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yo, you're completely right. And that's a, like, they've written her that way, and it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. It sucks, because, like, I want to like Cheryl, but, like, there's just, they're making Cheryl the villain. Yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. So. That's kind of always what she was meant to be, you know? Like, Cheryl was a villain in the comics. Yeah, it's just like, why did, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever, I'm not going to take it seriously, because it's Riverdale. <laughs> She's like, the lifeblood of Riverdale is polluted by dead, and we can't, we cannot... Like, the the town cannot be reborn until you beg for my forgiveness. I, no, you're not a god. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure your ancestors also kind of, like, hurt their answers back. Like, like you guys have all been in the same town that, like, bad things have happened on either side a lot, I They've been like. trapped but, in the same cycle of violence yeah. this entire time, which is what we've been saying since the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just over and over and over again. Yeah. So then Cheryl leaves. Anyway, so Jughead goes and talks to his kids again, tells them that they're going to be ready no matter what happens with Riverdale. Either way, they're going to be ready to publish something. And so they're publishing as the Riverdale Choice, which is the free press for all of Riverdale. They're going to hold everybody everybody accountable, accountable, even if they're our friends, especially if they're our friends. And I'm like, I hope this is foreshadowing for you yelling at Veronica. That would be cool. So everyone goes to the meeting. Veronica says to Reggie that she thought about the casino thing and she does want to do it because in New York, no one knows or cares about us, but here everyone knows us and we're fancy. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, big fish in a small pond is Mm -hmm. the way to go. Yeah. You won't be filthy rich, but you'll still be filthy rich. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You'll be rich. Uh, in regards to, like, in comparison to the people around you. Exactly. Like, you'll you'll live at the Pembroke. You'll have a very comfortable life. Yeah. Do it. So Reggie's like, maybe we can use Pearls and Posh as a cover. He's fully prepared to do this illegally. And she's like, no, 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 let's just ask. And then when it doesn't work, even though they it does do it work. anyway. It fully does work. You just have to, like, do it. Have some patience. Then they're just going to do it illegally anyway. So Archie gets everyone's attention. Basically, basically everybody's here. He talks about how Fred really believed in Riverdale and he saw potential in this town. And so we want to make a new town that will be better. Kind of like Fred's vision for the It town. was the right time to invoke Fred. Yeah. So we're not going to have a mayor. We're going to have a council of four. And Cheryl walks in. I'm totally with Cheryl. I 100% thought that it was just going to be the core four. And I was like, really? Yeah. Really? But I am so happy because they chose three women, two of which are people of color. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. So Tabitha, Tony, Alice, and Frank. Okay. So do you want to talk about how Frank is the funniest choice? That is so funny. Yeah. He just got your hell. It's, you know, the only reason they picked Frank is because that they wanted another person from that generation, mm-hmm. and so that Alice and Frank have a reason to be in scenes together next season, and then they can go, mmm. It's a politics like, thing, though. It's kind of cool. It's like, ooh. <laughs> I'm, like, fine with it, but I'm like, that's so funny. Yeah. Why wouldn't you pick literally anyone else? But, like, it's... My Uncle Frank. What's his last name? <laughs> you don't even say his last name. It's... <laughs> My Uncle Frank. And they're like, Frank who? Literally the kids. Somebody who's like been, like, who moved to town like two years ago. was like, who's Frank? Literally the kids who are (laughs) writing this down for the paper are like, uh, I have to write a last name here. Yeah. (laughs) 
Who's Uncle Frank Jughead? He's like, oh, don't worry, he's my roommate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I honestly think, like, not politics-wise, but, like, Riverdale-wise, Tom Keller would be a better choice. I yeah. was gonna say that. But I also think that he's deeply underqualified to be up there. I also don't think that cops should be involved with politics. That's totally yes. fair. Yeah. 100%. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's just, you're absolutely correct in that it's, like, a choice that doesn't make sense in canon. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, looking at it, you you just look at it and you're like... So they made this choice for the plot. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, like, I think it's so funny. And, like, some some people on Twitter were like, what's the point of Uncle Frank? I hate Uncle Frank. And I'm like, why is Uncle Frank even there? And I'm like, okay, the reason he's here is, one, beefy. <laughs> yeah. Two, handsome. <laughs> Three, needs to have some kind of relationship with Alice. Yeah. And that's Archie, all I need. Archie needs a parent parental figure. Yeah, like, there's, a, people are being like, oh, you know, FP and Alice is superior. And I'm like... Yeah, I definitely, yeah, I definitely yeah. shipped that more, but, but here's Skeet the left. Thing. <laughs> Skeet's gone. FB and Alice ended because of Skeet's choice. Ryan Robbins lives in Vancouver and is not going to leave because ah! he likes being employed. Exactly! <laughs> so get on board! Smart man! Smart man! Get on board, guys, and also, I think he could pick Majin up, and I don't know if Skeet could. <laughs> you know what? I'm making some very good You chose points. violence, but you're not wrong. I just want to see Alice, like, getting smooched up on. Sorry. I yeah. want to see, like, exactly. <laughs> like, Sorry, you listen, know, if he throws her around a little, that's what she deserves. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> listen, Machin is beautiful. We all know this. And Frank is handsome. Like, it's just, it just makes sense. I don't, like, it doesn't need to be deeper than two people hot watch kiss. Yeah. Also, here's the, another thing that I actually really like about it, and first of all, I didn't really even care for Uncle Frank until the Reservoir Dogs episode. And I they completely agree. Completely, yeah. like, my entire tune about Frank sure. flipped in that episode. Dude, we used to they say Uncle so Frank well. sucked. And we were like, that guy's boring. Who even is that? <laughs> but now, listen, Reservoir Dogs changed everything for Frank, and I said thank you. They did that in such a good way. It was very yeah. successful. I'm like, if you can buy Cheryl as a witch, you can buy Uncle Frank yeah. as, like, a, a nice a guy daddy, who had a... You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing else that I do like about it being Uncle Frank now, not that I wouldn't like it if it was Keller, Yeah. but Uncle Frank is different than FP. They're not just redoing FP. They're not just replacing yeah, FP. Yeah, exactly. He's different. He's, like, little, he's nervous, and he's like, oh, he... Yeah, he's it's a completely different energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he was never a gang member. He's an Andrew, so, like, he's literally the boy next door, but he's got a little bit of an edge because he was in the military. Like, he was a mercenary. He was in the He was, he was a mercenary. Still. Like, he's got he's got a little something than something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, <laughs> it could be sexy. <laughs> like, people have every right to be, like, sad about FP. Of course. Like, Dude, I'm, I'm sad, sad about, about FP. FP. And, like, narratively, yes, that was the better relationship. But Skeet left. And yeah. we can be mad at Skeet because he left mm-hmm. and made a choice and it's the wrong one. But, like, also let me have fun. And like I say, every time I'm going to make sexism work for me. Exactly. exactly. If this is going to make it so that they're le- le- less likely to get rid of Alice, thank you exactly. and I'll take it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, I get it. I miss FP and Alice. I liked that ship a lot. If this is your breaking point, you're more than valid for it. Mm-hmm. I'm not. See, I'm like, keep going. <laughs> the, the key to enjoying Riverdale is not taking it seriously. Yes. Yeah. If you yeah. take Riverdale seriously, you're not going to have a good time. I'm so sorry. Literally sever that emotional tie and watch it as if it's a parody. It'll make it so much better. Yeah. It's like, watch that fall. Guys, it's not serious. It's camp. Mm-hmm. It's it camp. is. It's fully camp. It's camp. Yeah. It's camp. And th- this MILF is going to have a good time. So like, yeah. you know. Let her do it. Exactly. So I love these women. I, they think, I think that, I don't know Uncle Frank, which is kind of a choice from left field. 
They picked the perfect people. Oh, absolutely. 100%. So Cheryl runs in, she says, I want an apology. And Archie's like, listen, tonight's about the future, not the past. And so she decides to take Thornhill out of Riverdale. Thornhill's not out of, not in Riverdale anymore. And I was like, wasn't Thornhill kind of on the outskirts of Riverdale anyway? Yeah. Oh, yeah, kind of. You're just out there doing stuff, okay? you just always been out there doing just stuff. go cast your spells and brew your potions. And Britta's with her, like, fully standing behind her on this. And I'm like, Britta, what? And so, like I said earlier, I think she's, like, maybe a gay woman that she sees herself in, so she, like, kind of follows her, even though she's, like, a nut. Yeah, I think Britta has no idea what she's doing, but mm-hmm. she knows, like, this lady is taking care of her and as in charge, and probably sympathizes with the fact that, like, you know, a gay woman was burned at the stake mm-hmm. in her family. Yeah. Like, that's gotta be some kind of trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, when you see homophobia like that and you see it in action, it hurts. Yeah. yeah. So, they're like, we chose four people that have really roots in, in Riverdale who care to make it better. And so, Cheryl having left, he's like, is there anyone here who opposes except the weirdo that just left? <laughs> yeah. And everyone's fine. Unanimous. Everyone's down. I'm so surprised that, like, it kind of seemed like he was, like, springing this on Tabitha and on, like, Tony. Yeah. yeah they I don't do think seem, any of them had like, any clue. And they were just Me? fine with it. They're like, oh, okay. I think the parents knew. Like, Tony was like, I don't have the bandwidth to be literally the mayor. And they're basically like, hey, you're one quarter of a mayor. And she's like, all right. <laughs> I'm like, aren't you busy? <laughs> like, thank you, because it's supposed to be you, for sure. It's definitely supposed oh, to be you. Oh, for sure. Because but. it's supposed to be, like, it's every corner of Riverdale. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's not Veronica. Yeah. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Veronica just doesn't have the perspective. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have the she's, perspective and she's, she's a lodge. Yeah. She's also like, she's not connected to the people at all. Yeah. So Riverdale's back. Yay! So we see the four chatting, the, like, Frank and Alice and Tony and Tabitha are, like, chatting together, just thinking about, like, what they're gonna do. Um, and Veronica and Reggie come and they ask about the casino. They say it's gonna be a family-friendly casino. Now, what does that look like? Um, it just basically looks like, uh, Ed's rec room in, uh, Edmonton. Okay, that's what it looks like. So, do they not sell alcohol? No, or, like, they, what happened? I've actually been to one of these, like an actual family. family I thought casino. that you had. Which is I had. Um, it's kind of cool. There's like it's kind of what Disney wanted to do with Club Disney back in the day. There's basically a kids area where the kids can play video games and stuff, and then there's also the casino area that the kids aren't allowed in, but there's, like, lounges and restaurants and things like that. It's an idea that was great in the 90s, in the Mm -hmm. early 2000s. It's like them proposing, let's put in a discovery zone. It's like, but we're past, like, as a society, those businesses don't thrive. Mm -hmm. What thrives now is something like the rec room, where it's video games and drinking. Yeah. Which is what they should have done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that would have been so much cooler than a casino. Than a casino. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, like, now that it's kind of like an underground thing, it's not family-friendly anymore. No. Also, I'm going to change my answer to what I would open in Riverdale. A rec room. A rec room. Yeah. yeah. That would have been really cool. It'd be a really cool place for people to hang out. It's family-friendly. There's good food. They still mm-hmm. have pool tables. They Yeah. The rec room does have pool tables. Yeah. It's also got, like, a VR experience, mm-hmm. all sorts of, like, vintage video games and new video games and, like... It's like, it's, an, it's, a, it's a grown up arcade. That's yeah, what I was looking ball. for. And like a board game type thing. You have like a bunch of board games too. One of the ones that in Edmonton has axe throwing. Yeah. Like what? that would have been so cool. They, Cheryl could have done like archery stuff yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Like I'm telling you, I'm better at this than they are. Yeah. So Veronica and Reggie go up and they're like, hi, we'd like to talk to you about the casino. They have a good, good elevator pitch. And I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, I hope they say no. I hope they say oh, no so bad. Yeah. Because these two usually get what they want and I would love to see them not get what they want. It was so slimy. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey. And then, like, 
They're like, hey, sorry to jump the gun or whatever. Alice says no. It's amazing. They're like, hey. And Frank immediately um, agrees with her. Like, Alice is a little bit too mean yeah, about it. I don't like the Sodom and Gomorrah reference. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, that one kind of made me angry because there's, there's homophobia in there, yes? Yeah, it's bad. Mm. But... I am glad they got shut down. Yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm once again asking Riverdale to stop using the Bible at all. Yeah. Period. I don't think anyone on that writing staff has read the Bible. Like, just stop. So, Frank immediately agrees with her and says, hey, we have other things that are kind of important right now. We have traffic lights. We have plot holes. We, or, plot holes! Ah! We have plot holes. We have pops to deal with right now. Another infrastructure, Andrew. I know. It's (laughs) amazing. Thank you. That's where Archie got his infrastructure knowledge. And so, they are completely valid and completely understandable. And they say, hey, can you get us some more information about it? And then we'll consider it. This is totally fair. It is the best possible thing. You can't just expect a green light with no yes. business plan. Like, I barely understand how to run a business. And even I know that. Yeah. So uh, Betty goes to see Archie. And they're like, hey, should we be worried about Cheryl? And it's like, nah, nah, she'll be fine. Hey, do you want to hang out later? Uh, and then she immediately goes and curses them. So, like, maybe she won't maybe be fine. Maybe should have been worried about Cheryl. Mm-hmm. So Cheryl goes home, tells Nana, uh, let's curse them using the same curse. Also, I want to turn Thornhill into a school like Abigail's. It's going to be an academy for lost and wayward girls. Why did they shoehorn that plot in there? I don't know, because I'm also like, we can't even get enough teachers for the normal school. Yeah, what is this? Or is it a house? It's Hogwarts. I'm like, Cheryl, I'm sorry. This is a cult again. Like, please don't turn into the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Yeah. No, it's a witch school. Yeah. It's Hogwarts. No, you no, know what it freaking is? It's that stupid school from Sabrina. Literally it is. Oh! That's what the, the the reveal is, like the twist is that like, that's the school. Actually, we just combined these two shows. Yeah. And then I'd be like, and now I must leave. <laughs> so she is saying the curse. We get like a flashback to Abigail screaming the curse. It's very cool. It's very well done. Very well edited, yeah. So I'm like, yeah. okay, so she was a witch. Yeah, okay, so like... <laughs> also, the implication here is that she's resurrected in Cheryl. Yeah. Yeah, so like this actually, I don't think even the writers realized what this was doing. They have now put supernatural elements into Riverdale, which means the rules of the show have completely changed. Yeah. I have thoughts about that in regards to the five episode event that's happening. Sure, 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 Um, So uh, we can talk about that a little bit later, I think, because uh, I think that's a larger Well, I want to talk about it now. Oh, okay. (laughs) Just kidding. So she says that she's immortal and that she'll return again and again to torment and destroy you. And I'm like, this is our theory that everyone's just living their parents' lives over and over mm-hmm. again. Yep. I feel like like maybe now it's like actually a textual curse that we've been... We are so smart. Okay, I, mean, like, I called that in season three. Yeah. They, after Midnight Club. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, they listen to our podcast and they're like, these bitches are smart. Let's steal all their ideas. And I'm like, <laughs> can you steal better writing? <laughs> so like, can you steal my ideas, but then also give me credit? <laughs> yeah, I want money. So the wind goes, which kind of makes us think that it worked. And uh, next we see is that they've changed the sign. Instead of saying Riverdale, the town with pep is Riverdale, the town of pops, which like Brittany said, doesn't really make sense to anybody who's not from Riverdale. But for me, nothing. for me, it gave me warm, fuzzy feelings. Oh, did yeah. they put the restaurant on the sign? Yeah, they did. Okay. Then yeah. it, it sort of indicates that there's mm-hmm. a really good restaurant. It was a picture. Out. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good restaurant. It's also the only one. Yeah. <laughs> no, wait. There's Could an Italian restaurant. <laughs> Oh, yeah, like, that's gonna... They probably burned that down! <laughs> Hiram killed three people 
in there. <laughs> and this was the this was the still that we saw of Alice and Frank that finally told us that uh, that they were going to be together, and they're standing so close. The way that like we saw the still, and we're like, oh, it's canon. That still told us nothing. Yeah. But like our insane delusion just no persists. Stop. It's okay. It wasn't our insane delusion because Machen had said that she was going to be in a new relationship That's with true. someone that we already knew. That's true. And then Ryan Robbins was like. I really adore Machen Amick and yeah. like posted the picture and I was like, it's on. It's on. Oh, like, I can't on. wait for you guys to kiss. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for you guys to kiss. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You watch. We had to wait four seasons to watch FPNL's kiss. They're going to give it to us like that. And I feel like it's going to be a really good kiss. I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm into it. So like we've been saying, everything is exactly the same as the beginning of the season. Yeah, nothing happened. Yeah. Except mm-hmm. which stuff. Yeah. So and everyone feels... Some, some people died. Yeah, everyone feels like a chilly wind that's going on. And uh, Jughead says, it feels like someone's walking on my grave, which I think is also telling us that he's resurrected with Jedediah Jones. Yep. Listen, Jedediah is a very important name to me, due to my favorite movie being Night at the Museum 2. Oh, he, if you bring up those freaking gay little fruity cowboys... <laughs> Someone else brought up the gay little fruity cowboys, and that was you. <laughs> so Veronica is like walks in, and she's like putting her students to work, which yeah. is weird. She was like from the classroom to the boiler. What room? does that mean? So are they underneath pearls and posh? I it feels like they are. I feel like yes, and also that's illegal. Why are you committing crimes? Veronica's like, hey, I always just put my businesses underneath another business. <laughs> that's my thing. What, what's up with this bitch in basements? Put yeah. that business in another business. So she yeah. especially with a hammer. So she and Reggie did it anyway. Make up with Reggie! <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like it was so fair. And now people are going to be mad that you went against it. Like, Archie worked so hard for this. Mm-hmm. And you were there. Like, you were the one who was like, everyone listens to the council. Like, everyone listens to the council except for, unless it's me. She's deliberately undermining them because she, Ronnie's agenda is always more important than everyone else. Yeah. Veronica villain era. Mm-hmm. Honestly, okay. Honestly, it's kind of organic because... Yeah. Yeah. The only, the only thing that I think could, like, redeem it is, like, if they keep Reggie on the light uh-huh. side. It was his idea But to he's be kind of, like, indulging dirty. her, so yeah. I don't know. It's just, like, she's friends with Tony and she's friends with Tabitha, and so I'm like, if I was Tony or Tabitha, I'd be like, hey, man, uh, what the hell? I'm supposed to be in charge. Why don't you, re- uh, like, respect me? Also, this is completely unrelated, but it just popped into my brain. Remember in Hiram's redemption, redemption episode when he was like, I'm gonna get, like... Veronica and Hermione back. Yeah, and what then, happened to that? Well, he like burned the um, he burned the picture after that she like stole his palladium or whatever. But what so about Hermione? Don't know. Okay. Well, I thought Marisol was coming back too, so I'm like, I don't. I guess next season, I don't I know. I have no idea. I thought she what was, but there. whatever. Um, Marisol's a Scientologist. Yeah. Pour one out. Another milf lost. <laughs> I think that this was foreshadowing back to when Jughead was like, we are going to hold people accountable even if it's our friends. Mm. And so I think that this is foreshadowing to, like, them getting exposed by Jughead and the Riverdale choice. Thanks. You know what? I would like that. Yeah. Ronnie would deserve that. Mm-hmm. So Veronica and Reggie kiss. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Happy. Happy about that. And hot take. This kiss is so much spicier than Archie. So true, bestie. Also because they they have like, I can't, I'm not 100% sure if they're dating again now, but they have dated in the past. And so there's actual sexual chemistry there. There's something there. Yeah. So we see Barchi laughing and drinking together. Archie says that he wants to start dating her again. And she says, yes, like not just with friends with benefits, actually dating her. So they're like, okay, let's do it. Ah, cute. So they go up to his room hooking up. 
And I was like, where's, like, Jughead's probably off with Tabitha, but where's Uncle Frank? Is he off with? And then I literally go, she, did Robin's it. like, where's Uncle Frank? And I said, he's next door. Yeah. <laughs> he's next door with Alice. Where, yeah, Betty and Uncle, Betty and Uncle Frank. Okay, here's my, here's my thought. Close okay, your eyes. Betty and Uncle Frank both at the exact Crossing same time paths leave on their, their walk front door. <gasps> and then as they walk towards each other, high five each other. As <laughs> they yes! Okay. I love it. I, it's canon now because they're not going to show us that. Yeah. But also, Uncle Frank is not home because otherwise he would be in a blowing up house. I genuinely think he probably took Alice out on a date. Yeah. yeah. They probably, like, they were like, after the meeting or something. Show me it! <laughs> How dare you? Someone has to write the, like, missing scene on... I think people are too frowless for these, too anti-frowless for these things. And I'm like, get on board! There's, there's someone else out there. Get, get on with board, it. Dolans. Get with the program. So they go hook up in his room, uh, and they hear ticking, because Hiram loves bombs, and it's, like, the third time that this has happened this season, where he just, like, stands and watches a bomb go off. He doesn't have an original idea. Um, it's straight up just a bomb under Archie's bed. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Hiram's in a car. Whose car? I don't know. It goes off. We see the smoke in the distance. And that's how they end the finale. I'm into it. Thank yeah, you. It was, um... The... The whole thing would have slapped harder if it hadn't just been a continuation of, like, the first four episodes. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. But I love seeing a cliffhanger. They don't ever do cliffhangers. It's exciting. It's true. Other than, like, last season because they had to. But this feels this feels so much better. Even though the hiatus is significantly shorter, it feels so much better, like, going into a new season because it felt like an ending because the end of season four was just so deeply not an ending. Well, yeah. We didn't have coronavirus to deal with. Yeah. So now it's time for segments. Uh, my first segment is which character needs a hug the most? And I'm going to give it to Tabitha. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Valid. My segment is what is Sam shipping the most? Um, oh, so many options. What? Give a tie. Allison Frank, honestly. Oh! Can we get honorable? There were three other options. Yeah. Can we get an honorable mention for Fangs and Tony being insane, chaotic bisexuals? Absolutely. Okay. And can we get an honorable mention to Veggie and also Barchi? Yeah, absolutely. Listen, this episode was a feast for me, and I appreciate that. And while I appreciate that we're eating, I would like some sapphic things happening Mm. in the future. Yes. That's so I appreciate the rep of two bisexual people in a relationship, and I'm super cool with that, but I also want some gay ladies. Yeah. Thank you. Totally fair. Bring back Mary and Brooke. (gasps) Oh my god, right? Mary's gay! What the fuck? (laughs) Sorry. Okay. I just got really excited because I remembered Mary's gay. Yeah. My segment is which milk is the most badass. And honestly, I'm going to give it to Tony. Yeah. Yeah. As like, soon as Tony had a gun, but it's Tony. As yeah, soon it's as Tony very became Tony. a mom, she takes over this. I was so okay. thrilled mm-hmm. for that yeah. because Vanessa's extremely cool. Yeah. And my other segment is is Chick dead or what? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Who's this way? Yes, is we'll Dr. Cardinal Jr. the black or the. <gasps> That's your new Wait, segment. Wait, can that be your new segment? Well, we'll probably get an answer pretty, maybe pretty quick. I don't know. All right, fair enough. You know what? Your segment is, what's Dr. Curdle Jr. up to? And it's just you guessing what he's doing each time. Okay. Probably dissecting somebody. If he's the trash bag killer. Yeah. Or if he's just a coroner. Following Josie. Following Josie on tour. And now it's time for best line award. My best line award goes to Kevin and Fangs for... You got any threes? Go fish, bish. Go fish, bish. Incredible. Thank you. There weren't a lot of other funny no. lines in this Mm-mm. episode. I enjoyed it, but there wasn't a lot of uh, comedy. My favorite line was either the sound of Archie kicking the door open mm-hmm. or the sound of Hiram's head hitting the table. You are completely missing the funniest sound. Which, which sound? Which is him smacking the drink out of Hiram's hand. Oh, yeah. It's the funniest one. Is that for us? You're a little late. That was almost two hours ago. 
don't remember ordering room service. Warren Lodge, you are under arrest. So now uh, we're gonna go into what we got from the trailer. I did not expect a trailer. I thought that- Well, it's only a month away. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, it's I, already shot. I genuinely thought we were gonna have another smaller Riverdale episode talking about the trailer before season six starts, but I don't think we are. Um, these are some of the things that I grabbed about the trailer. So first of all, they're changing the name to Rivervale. Sure. And this is this is my thoughts on what you had brought up before. Okay. So this is a Night Vale reference. Um, and I'm qualified to talk about this as I have heard every Night Vale episode and also saw them live once. It's true, you did. So Night Vale is a podcast. It's called Welcome to Night Vale. And basically what happens in it is it follows the radio host of this fictional town called Night Vale, um, in which it's just like creepy weird stuff happens, but they act like everything's normal, basically. Um, and that's that's the concept. Even the sign says River Vale. It says you'll never want to leave. And so my guess is that this is a separate canon. And that after the five episodes, we're going to go back to normal Riverdale. Like, they're going to be able to say, well, that happened in Rivervale. That didn't happen in Riverdale. Yeah, but Cheryl was a, is a witch in Riverdale. I agree. So there's still supernatural elements in Riverdale. Especially because yeah. Sabrina's coming now. But Sabrina's going to come in Rivervale. That's fair. In, okay. my, in, in my, like, that's my guess. We'll see what, uh, we, we'll see what happens. Because why else change the name? Why else change the sign? Listen, this has gonna, to be a separate They're going to undo the curse yeah. at the end of the fifth episode, and it's going to go back to, like, where we ended this episode yeah. and it's just gonna be whatever. We're not gonna All know right. what happened to Barchi until episode six. Uh, That's the new year, my friends. Okay. <laughs> so we have the people dancing around a maypole. It's very midsummer. Tony's on the phone. Britta is at Cheryl's school and they're wearing red and white just like the maypole was. Um, and it looks like they're potentially holding voodoo dolls. So very rich, sure. very witchy. Cheryl's walking around in green and she's got like all her girls behind her. She's got this like big pink car. It's very, it's, it's a serve truly. We see Jughead being angry. Tabitha's in the background. Veronica and Reggie are working out together on a treadmill. Not sure how this fits with everything else in the trailer. Well, you gotta get some exercise, but all right. Sure. Reggie's doing some eyebrow work. He's just putting his eyebrows around. We have Cheryl in an outfit that's looking very Griffin Queen chic. Mm -hmm. Tabitha says, what if we're cursed? So like we said, pretty sure that the curse is just going to be happening these five episodes. Um, and episode five is the hundredth episode of Riverdale. So there's going to be a while. Something. Um, and then we see Veronica and Reggie making out on a bed. And then we get Jughead saying riveting, isn't it? Which is adorable. Mm. And it was the perfect way to end that trailer. Yeah. So we got the reveal today that Sabrina is showing up. Yes. And in regards to that, we got a DM from Blanket Juice. You guys may remember that Blanket Juice uh, had a whole thing about, um, like, Bingo being a werewolf because that happened in one of the, like, creepy comics. Yeah, that was cool. So she said, there's actually another Archie horror comic called Blossom 666 where the Blossoms are witches slash Satanists. And Cheryl and Jason are competing to be the Antichrist. So my prediction is that since Sabrina is the Antichrist in Riverdale canon, that she and Cheryl are eventually going to have to fight for the throne for the Queen of Hell. Cool. She said, that's okay. my far-fetched prediction. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Mm -hmm. So that's what happened in the comic. Not saying that's what's happening, but that's what happened. I'm not mad comic. at that. Who knows? I would be kind of disappointed uh, if uh, Cheryl ended up being like all about hell though, considering she like- Is a gay person? Well, yeah. And she's also like trying to be so good. Mm -hmm. You know, like all of her I advice is so like wellness. I would be really disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. Thank you to our lovely roommate, Emily, for hanging out in her room while we recorded this pod. She's a legend. Yeah, it's true. She is. If you are so inclined, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. We like reviews. Mm -hmm. 
If you're a fan of The 100, we talk about that show too. <laughs> it sure is there. And we sure do dunk on it. Yeah. It's fun. If you're a fan of Lost, we like to talk about that show too. We are in the back half of season three. It's our longest podcast, our most big brain podcast. We have guests over there. And it is spoiler free until a spoiler section at the end. Mm -hmm. So um, if you want to watch along with us for the first time, I would be thrilled. It would be my honor. Step into her office. Mm -hmm. If you're a fan of Stranger Things, we like to talk about that show too. Uh, We're almost done. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's our, I think, our most underrated podcast. Go check it out. By the time that season six premieres and you hear from us again on this uh, feed, we will be done. We will be caught up on everything. So. Oh my god, I love that for us. Yeah. You can follow the Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Rebel, YouTube, but mostly Twitter at Robin Makes Gifts of our favorite line awards on Tumblr. I can confirm that. Uh, our Patreon is patreon.com slash the Aficionados. If you like what we do here, please consider donating because ugh, it is expensive. Like I said earlier, if you can't help us out on Patreon, that's okay. Maybe check out shoppylooks.com. Me and Brittany sell some really cool stuff over there. And if you can't do that either, recommend us to a friend. Um, even if that friend is you, if you're just like, hey, this is the only one I listen to, maybe check out some of the other ones. We'd really appreciate that. Either way, we love you. Maybe try doing all three of those things. Yeah. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Sam Casey's, which is S-A-M-C-A-S-E-O-S. And you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y. Pretty much everywhere. The next episode that you're going to see on this feed is actually going to be episode 601. I don't know what the name of it is yet, but I'm looking forward to it. It's nice to have a break, honestly, because they did not have a hiatus throughout all of this back half of the season, which is great for when you're just watching a show, but when you're actively putting out a podcast every single week, it's kind of hard. Yeah, I heard so. I am looking forward to this break, and we will talk to you guys in a little over a month. Okay, love you, bye! Okay, love you, bye! Okay, love you, bye!